Oh no, I have to. That's my only hoodie anymore. Yeah? Did I not tell you somebody broke into my truck and stole two hoodies and a pair of overalls? No. In my parking lot. That's fucking weird. Maybe they needed it. Maybe they were... Homeless and needed it more. Homeless and needed it more. That, that's what I'm hoping. Because they stole a bunch of tools from me, too. Maybe they were building you a coat rack and they needed your coat and pants for uh, measurements. <laughs> How fucking weird would that be? You come home, you have an awesome coat rack sitting outside. <laughs> like sitting outside Here's your, your tools house. back. Here you go, man. <laughs> uh, and, like all your stuff is back. You're like, what the that'd be, fuck? That'd be just so incredibly bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed you were a giant. Like, that's the weird thing is like, could you imagine being the homeless person that grabs that stuff and not realizing that a giant <laughs> right. lives there? Like they go to put it on and they're like, wow, I can fit three of me in this hoodie. Yeah, sweet. We can build a tent now, guys. <laughs> the whole awesome. family can stay warm. Uh, I will tell you, Miles, that we went to Rock Bottom Brewery and they had replaced the sweet Georgia weed already. And I, I was crushed <laughs> last night. I was like, I only yeah. got three beers <laughs> with it. I only, I only got to have three pints and that was it. Like, I feel sad <laughs> that I can't do just that. Just to to, goes to show you listeners, uh, time with your loved ones is limited. So drink responsibly <laughs> and swiftly. You fight for every freaking <laughs> moment you can get. Savor the flavor. <laughs> I was half tempted to like look at the waitress like you guys don't have like a a barrel that had it in there right so I can like lick it <laughs> chop the keg in half I'm you going guys in. got a filthy tap <laughs> <laughs> just suck on the tap and just you guys want to see my impression of a White House intern <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the geek out heroes this is Vargo this is Josiah and Miles and you'll have to forgive me if I miss a uh, time where I have to clear my throat in this on the uh, edit listeners because i have massive allergy problems it's freaking october and as much as i love fall love the way it looks i love the the weather my sinuses say that's uh that's not that's not a fun time for you so uh here good luck breathing have a have a fun time miles i was telling josiah when he got here that i last night i was having a horrible night's sleep i kept waking up like on the hour like every hour on the hour is fucking weird and uh, there was a, this moment, of, like this moment, like f- I think it was like four o'clock in the morning. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I finally just had this like thought process of like, uh, maybe I'm in a horror movie and this is when the demon just keeps fucking with me. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, well, in case that's the case, I'm like, look, if you're just here to fuck with me, let's just get it over with because... Uh, you're wasting your time. It's wasting my time. And while it might be fun to waste my time, I mean, come on. We got other shit to do, right? Nothing happened. And I still woke up the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> I was very disappointed. Well, that at that point, it's probably just waking you up out of spite. Yeah. Rectus, Dominus. Like, all right, well, you figured out my tricks. Screw you. Have fun sleeping. Trying to think of like where, where, where we should start. Uh, I suppose we can start with... Um, Vampire the Masquerade. So that has switched over to a, I guess has switched switched over to another developer a while back. And I guess when the developer had picked it up, it was in such a state that they literally considered not even doing the game. Like, Is this for the second one? Yeah. For the, for the, for the, I guess the newest one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Bloodlines the Masquerade 2. Yeah. Yeah. 
So apparently they had got it and it was in such a state that they just said, we, we could just scrap this and not do it. Like that's how bad it was. And while a lot of people are like, you know, really grateful that, Oh, I'm glad it's still being worked on. I kind of am, but at this point I don't expect anything really good from that. I expect the game to not be uh, really well thought out or really well de- developed because it's never seemed like it's ever been in a, in a really healthy state. Right. So yeah. it's been so, and it's been so kind of in a bad, they're in such a bad state that they literally took the multiplayer that was supposed to be with it, separated it, created its own thing. And now they're just having the multiplayer come out by itself, which is so fucking weird. Like that's, that's odd to me. That's the, you know, to me, that's almost like if call of duty, uh, like that'd be like hearing a story about like call of duty, like, Oh, we're going to have a campaign, but instead the campaign goes so poorly or, or is written so badly that they go, uh, instead, we're just going to do the multiplayer only, which, you know, you could, you could suspect that that's what happened with uh, black ops four. But at the same time, I think they've made black ops four with the thought process of this is going to be online only just to see if that was even a venue for them of doing an online only game and how well it would sell. Now, black ops four wasn't very good. It wasn't very well thought out. So that kind of hindered that. So they ended up going back to the old tried and true method of, well, we'll do a campaign and the multiplayer. And that's when somebody said, well, we can do the multiplayer separate with the uh, Warzone, which is a smart move. Um, just from a uh, uh, from their development standpoint, listeners, of the fact that like, since they created Warzone, it's now going to, to allow them to just expand on their multiplayer and keep their multiplayer relatively untouched every time they come out with a new iteration. And uh, essentially what you're paying for now is... Uh, you know, updates and um, uh, a new campaign, right? So that's where that kind of evolution came from. But whereas this is like, all right, well, we were making a multi, we were making a multiplayer that was going to be tacked onto this single player campaign. It's supposed to be a continuation of a story that was actually pretty well done and pretty well received, especially in the PC community. And for the masquerade, that's, that's where that was supposed to go. It was supposed to have this continuation of, all right, well, we did this first story. We're going to do the second story. And going into the second story, it's so bad. Not necessarily the story itself, but the, the game is so bad that they go, all right, well, we're just going to chop off this the multiplayer that was originally just being slapped on there. And that's going to be its own thing. Like That, that makes you kind of nervous about the development of a game when they're talking about an add-on that was just going to be, you know, this is a, this is a bonus being the only salvageable thing that you can use to create its own thing. Right. I, I wasn't looking forward to the game for multiplayer. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah. It hasn't aged very well. I've tried playing no. it since and it's, <laughs> it's terrible by today's standard. It's, it's pretty janky. It's like going back to uh, America McGee's uh, Alice. Yes. A fantastic game for the time. Yeah. But yeah, it hasn't aged well, but I was looking forward to this just because they left the second one so open and the world they built for it was great. I wanted to play more. So they announced the second one and then gameplay started coming out and I messaged you a couple of times. I was like, dude, this game looks like it's going to suck. Yeah. And uh, hearing that they're taking the multiplayer off that no one asked for because it's not even good enough to be a free add on. Yeah. That has me really worried. It was just one of those things like, what the fuck's going on with this game? We had, they had all those, those notifications like, all right, it's being delayed, being delayed, being delayed. Uh, It's gone back into development, people leaving the project. It's just like been plagued with this bad development schedule. And then you hear from the latest developer like, yep, we actually considered not even doing it. 
Yeah. Like just scrapping the entire project. I'm like, so wait, you, you got the project like moved to you within a week of you seeing it. You, you sat there and went, do we even want to do this? Like, do we want to make this? Oh, that's, that's yeah. like Duke Nukem levels of bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, we, we all lived through Duke Nukem. I think we all played it. Duke Nukem forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got maybe halfway through that game is that I, game was trash. I actually finished it and I wish that I hadn't. Yeah. Lots of people said that. <laughs> like if, if I could go back and remove the memories of playing that game from my brain, I would do it. That's fair. There were some good jokes in it. That's, that's about it. <laughs> I I think the game peaked for me when you could go pick up a turd out of the toilet in the first level and throw it at the wall. And it was all downhill from there. Well, you could do that in the originals. <laughs> well, yeah, that well, that's why but I was it's, saying, it was like, the same. It was the same, like seeing the same toilet humor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just it. like, all right, cool. So it's got some of the same humor and then you go into the next level and then it's gone. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You yeah, couldn't you even could. stick with, you know, tried and true. All yeah, right. I can write on the walls. Hooray. Oh, I can write on the walls. Hooray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly how that went for me. Yeah. So that doesn't give you any kind of confidence as a gamer on the future for that game, even though it's on a new developer, they might've just started all the way over and, and be redoing it. That could be the case. And hopefully that that ends up being a good game and ends up being something that they truly wanted to work on. But when you hear something like that, you go, I don't even know if this game is going to be worth my time, but we'll see. Listeners can't write it off entirely. You have to wait until you actually see it and see what reviews are coming in and see what game other gamers are saying. Uh, speaking of seeing what other gamers are saying, Diablo 2 Resurrected um, is getting review bombed on a lot of sites, and rightfully so. The uh, here's the thing, listeners, a lot of people like normally I don't really agree with review bombing. I think it's kind of a shitty thing to do. But at the same time, when your game comes out broken, comes out busted, and this is the second time in a row you've done this uh, from a developer that is known for making quality products. And on top of that, this developer is also now tied into things that have been going on within its own within its own company and Activision of sexual harassment, bad practices, terrible leadership to employee behavior. And you start to go, okay, well, the only thing that's going to work and the only way that they're going to hear my voice at this point is by us review bombing the shit out of this. And the reason why fans are reviewing it or giving it such terrible reviews now is because it has been 20 days or over 20 days since the release of Diablo 2. And it's having server issues still. It's still having problems where characters just vanish and they haven't fixed it. Yeah, that's the only reason I would say that it's not review bombing. <laughs> it's just honest. And that's review. and that's exactly it. A lot of people just call it review bombing because people are coming in mass and reviewing it. And yeah, I would agree. At this point, it's just you people are just reviewing it. They're telling you like this game's fucking broken. Don't buy it. Yeah, because all that other stuff they fixed in in house by removing uh, certain jokes and flirts and World of Warcraft. Uh, I, I'm not sure you weren't aware of that, but uh, they fixed it. Yeah, they, they fixed. <laughs> they fixed the culture. The culture has been yeah. fixed. Congratulations. You solved all of our problems. It's it's much like how people keep solving racism. And, you know, the most disappointing part of this is if I can't equip my character with slutty armor, how am I going to get the gold for epic flying? <laughs> <laughs> that shit's expensive. 
now I can't do what I did when I originally played World of Warcraft, which was just go dance in the fountain of Stormwind and people would just give me gold. Now I have to actually earn it. So thanks, <laughs> Blizzard. If you're looking at the score and going, why is it so low on Metacritic from from the average user compared to the reviewers? And I, I honestly can't believe reviewers were defending this shit. Apparently, uh, some reviewers were giving it we're still giving it like a 70 or a 76 and saying that, yeah, while it has problems with the servers and it has an issue where your character could be deleted, it's still worth the time. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> it, it's worth the time. It's worth the time when Ow. your character can get deleted. This is, this isn't Baldur's gate. This isn't where you're, you're playing a, an early version of the game. You're, you're playing a, you know, still a test, a game that is going through testing and adding to itself. You're playing a game that came out 20 years ago. So if it came out that long ago, why does it have these problems? Oh, because it's Blizzard and they wanted to add things to it, like uh, making sure that you have to be online in order to play it. That was one of the things that immediately struck people as like fucking bizarre. Is, Wait, I have to have an online connection in order to play this. You got internet, don't you? <laughs> Right. <laughs> what do you not have internet? What, do you not have internet? How, how do you guys not have that? You have cell phones, right? <laughs> Fucking jackasses. They put this this crap out there, and still reviewers are sitting there going, "Yeah, but it's still worth your time." What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Are you getting paid by Activision? Those are the things that make people ask those questions. Or you get the people that will turn around and do the opposite and do like a five star review. Like, oh my my five star review is just to counteract somebody's one star review oh yeah like i so love you're voting that. on perception yeah, yeah. I, i've i've <laughs> read a lot that. of those reviews and they said i'm giving it a five just to balance out somebody's one star review but yeah. in reality i'd give it a three yeah i've been seeing people on imdb doing that for the fauci movie yeah for the documentary <laughs> yeah they're like i'm offsetting this like listeners i watched the fauci movie it's trash or soul <laughs> I did it. I did it so I could do a review on the on the on the cast and tell you guys whether or not it's worth your time. It's not. It's completely no, fallacious. Nobody asked it, you to fall on that sword. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know nobody asked me to do that. Nobody asked us to do anything. But I did it so I could talk about it on the podcast. Is that a problem for you? <laughs> no. Like, do, you have an, do you have an issue with that? Do you have an issue with the problem of me watching whatever the me? fuck I want in order to talk about it on the podcast, Miles? Because you can't oppress me. Can I talk? Can I talk? <laughs> <laughs> I say something. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Hodge twins. I fucking love those guys so much. They're so funny. <laughs> you let me say anything? <laughs> I fucking love that. Like, it's so fucking funny. Stop touching me, man. Stop touching me. <laughs> like, two little, like two little kids. So funny. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, like, I watched, I watched, so I watched the Fauci uh movie that that was the thing like i sat there watched it i'm like this is all propaganda this is complete fucking bullshit and it's whole the whole thing is trying to humanize him so that people feel bad for him the guy makes six figures a year and he all he does is fucking lie he hasn't told the truth since the time he's gotten he's gotten in any any position of power and he's just made shit up and normally we have to vote those people in yeah and this guy is just he i mean he's making more money than pretty much anyone in anyone in government and yet he's he's not held to a higher standard. What the fuck? And the the documentary glosses over that. Anyways, uh, yeah, there there are tons of people who do that. Like they go on to you know they go on to a show that they 
haven't necessarily watched. And so, and some of the reviews are like that. Like I haven't watched it yet, but I have to counteract all the negative reviews because people are downvoting it because, you know, don't get me wrong. There's if you haven't played it or watched it, then really you shouldn't be making a, you shouldn't be putting a review. You should be letting people know that you're not going to, you know, you should let like YouTube know you have no plans on watching it. You can downvote it there. That's not a review. That's just downvoting it. Like saying you, you, you don't really care for this content or you don't really like it. So yeah, don't do this. That's essentially what you're saying. Yeah. When you do that on YouTube, that's all it is. I, I, don't, I don't really There's care people for people that do the, the opposing star review. I'm like, you, you realize what you're doing is literally the same thing. Just different star count. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, when you when you go onto a review site and you put up a review like, all right, well, this movie sucks, so uh, I haven't seen it, but I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a one star on there, and then you have other people who give the five stars, or or ten stars in in IMDb, uh, and go, I have to counteract all of these negative reviews that say that they didn't they didn't like the movie even though they didn't watch it. Like you're 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 both doing the same things. So you guys realize that, right? You're both jackasses. You haven't watched it. You haven't actually done anything. You can show your displeasure for just, you know, by just not watching it. Them not making money speaks more volumes than you just downvoting something. I hate to tell you this, but the world is not run off of social media. Uh, At least, you know, it shouldn't. (laughs) Disney. Right. It's the same kind of thing. So when I see, you know, reviewers doing that kind of stuff, I'm like, like, are you giving it a, a, a better review because you don't want people to the bag on it? Are you giving it a better review because of this, the nostalgia from the game? Like what has earned it? Even a, even a 76, even a, a 80 in some cases, like what earned it this, if you had problems and if you were pointing out the issues of the game, like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that for borderlands three and that never deleted my save. Right. So, yeah, listeners, if you're wondering why Diablo is getting bagged on on Metacritic and stuff like that, it's because the game was broken. It launched broken Uh, 20 days later. It was still broken and fans were just they had enough. They were pissed off. If you're not going to fix it, then I'm going to show you my my distaste. Speaking of distaste and showing your distaste on uh, PlayStation. So Sony launched the uh, update 9.0 listeners, and that was about a month ago. And if uh, you have been having the same problems I've been having, then it's been infuriating. Uh, so update 9.0, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not really that bad. And it's only affecting like people are pulling numbers out of their ass. Like it's not affecting that many people. Uh, I hate to tell you this based off their polls. It is estimated that 10%, which is high. Keep in mind, listeners, anything above 10% is astronomically high and adverse to any industry in electronics. 10% of all PlayStation 4 customers, four, not five. PlayStation 4 customers have been adversely affected by update 9.0. And when I say adversely affected, I'm not talking about bricked consoles. A lot of people have been saying, oh, well, it's not bricking console. It's not bricking all those consoles. It's not. Uh, But it is what we would consider effectively bricking a console when you can't use it because everything else works against you on it. So let me, uh, you know, I can give you a lot, the laundry list of things that pop up for update 9.0. And I sent this to the guys. Uh, Actually, it'll be easier if I... uh, I can pull it from my other list because I had to I had to send it to somebody else who was asking about it. Listeners, here's what uh what's normal for any update. So the first three I name off, these are normal for updates. Inability to complete download or the download of an update, inability to complete installation of update, inability to install firmware. That is normal for any update because that is a possibility 
just, you know, ones and zeros, that something will fuck up and you'll have a hard time installing it. And while that can actually damage your console sometimes, usually if you put the console in safe mode and then turn around and try and reinitiate the download and reinitiate the install, usually that can be fixed. It's fixable. So that's why I say it's normal because that happens. Now, the rest of this is known issues, and it's not all of them. It's just known issues with update 9.0, and I will tell you which ones I'm experiencing. So inability to turn console, uh, console on without entering safe mode. That means that somebody has to turn on the console and they immediately have to go into safe mode in order for the, for the console to power on, go into any sort of operating system, and then they can, or they can reinitiate going into the regular operating system from the safe mode. That's fucking ridiculous. So that means the console shuts off, it stay, you know, it, the safe mode shuts off, goes through all of its checks, and then you can go into the, you can go into the regular operating system. If they try to turn it on any other way, it won't go into it. So inability to launch games or a game. I have this issue uh, now. <laughs> I have a game that literally will not launch. Uh, yeah, it doesn't recognize your licenses. Nope, that's a different one. Never mind. I've had this happen to me twice. I've had to restart the console. Yeah, and then it'll work. But it, it and it doesn't do it every time. Yeah. But every time it does it, you have to restart the console to try and start it. Yeah, it's. So listeners, and, and here's the thing, the, the crazy part about it is that no one can really narrow down what's causing all these issues because it's so fucking weird, but I guarantee you it has to do with their whole CMOS bypass that they put in because the big fix that was 9.0 was to fix the problem with the CMOS battery dying and you no longer being able to play your games. Well, now that that's been fixed, suddenly people are having problems where they can't play their games or their games won't launch properly. So here's here's another one. Uh, inability to connect or maintain consistent connection to the network. I have this one. Yeah, I have this problem. Inability to play online only games. Game title cannot find a server. Inability to sign into PlayStation Network. Inability to maintain connection to servers and ser or services required to run applications or games. Mine does this. Slow functionality of apps and services. Mine does this. Mine does this one too. Yep. Um, Funimation is the worst for this. Yeah. I'll go to load a new episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So let me start. First off, my uh, uh, continue watching queue yeah. hasn't updated in two weeks. I've gotcha. got episodes that I watched three weeks ago. Yeah. That for are me still to, there. For me to set up a chat. So when I set up the chat today, Miles, mm -hmm. it took my system over three minutes. Jesus. And then uh, if I'm going to go switch series, like I'll watch an episode of something and then it's like the last one and, you know, like I'm catching up on something and I watch the new one. Yeah. And then I go to a different series. It takes up to five minutes. Yeah. To load a video. There's been times where I'll go to start a new episode of something and then it's, you know, still loading. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll yeah. go take a piss or grab something to eat real quick and I'll come back two or three minutes later and it's still loading. Yeah. I have an issue where in specifically like in games that are online. So destiny where it will, I'll load into destiny. It'll work for hours and just fine. And then suddenly it'll, it'll boot me and my PlayStation will say, you cannot connect to the or, or you know, networking error. It'll give me the code, all that stuff. And I'm sitting there going, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like what the fuck's going on? Check my network. Network's perfect. Mm -hmm. Xbox is like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. I check my, you know, I check everything else in the house. Everything else is fine except for the PlayStation. I have to turn off the PlayStation, turn it back on, go back into Destiny, runs again, or it won't run at all. And when I say won't run at all, it'll come up and say, can't find Destiny servers. And I'll check online, see if anybody's having massive, massive problems with Destiny. Nope, no problems whatsoever. And I sit there going, 
what the fuck is going on? I'll talk to a couple of friends and, you know, go on, you know, go onto the forums and chat with some people in the Bungie community. Everybody's sitting there going, nope, it's update 9.0. It's update 9.0. And that's the thing is Sony doesn't want to admit that it's update 9.0 because they're scared to death. If they have to admit that their, their firmware caused this issue, they will have a class action lawsuit on their hands. So I've read articles where uh, publications have contacted Sony, asking them what the hell is going on, why their console is acting this way. And Sony immediately puts up the, uh, you know, the lawyer speak of, oh, you can't do anything about it. You signed up for this. You said it, you said it was okay. And that, and, and you can't prove that it's our firmware that causes motherfucker. I can prove that it's your firmware causing this. It didn't start doing it until after your firmware. That's awfully fucking coincidental. Yeah, because my everything on my console worked fine. Yeah. In uh, eight. Yeah, eight still sucked, listeners. I fucking hated eight because of the way that chat works now. But at least it was fun. But at least it functioned. <laughs> God damn. And you know the the problem with being on a, a console versus PC is you know if you download drivers for something in your PC and it fucks up, you can still roll it back to the last version until they fix it. Yeah. Whereas with consoles, it's like, oh, nope, we're on nine. You're screwed until we put another one out. Yeah. So listeners, we're still going with this slower functionality of apps and services. Mine has this slow functionality of the user interface. Mine doesn't have this. My user interface is just fine. But I've I've talked to plenty of people who are pissed off about that. Yeah, mine mine's <laughs> like, definitely slower. Like they'll they'll try to move and it's like a, a clear delay between when they press the button and the menu actually interacts with them. It's fucking crazy. Uh <clears throat> inability to run one or more game titles. This is my problem. Uh, I have a game title right, or that Miles brought up. Every uh, Everybody loves golf or everybody's golf, sorry. And uh, when I turn it on, it says basically checking to see if I own the game and to see if I own the, the DLC content that's attached to it. It does that for a little bit and then it says can't contact or can't contact the PlayStation Store. It can't contact the, the servers. And I'm going, what the fuck's going on? Turn it off. Try it again. Nothing. Try it again. Nothing. It will not go into the game because it cannot connect and cannot verify whether or not I own the game. I'm sitting there going, what the fuck is happening? So listeners, I've gone through, I've reinitialized my console. That means I wiped it and rebuilt the entire game database. I have uh, already gone through and performed the uh, license um, restoration, which restores your licenses for all games you own. That still didn't work. So no matter what I do, I can't get this game to connect to the PlayStation Store and function. And when I go into the PlayStation Store, it's slow as balls, as if I haven't done anything at all. It just sits there and thinks for minutes on end, and then finally, eventually, it will load. And when I try to click on something, oh, disconnected from PlayStation Store. What the fuck is happening? Moving here, moving on to more uh, to more stuff. And listeners, I'm, like I said, like this this list keeps going on, and I'll, I'll stop after after a bit. But uh, inability to insert disc and eject disc that's fucking crazy. Uh, and if you're curious why that's happening, and you're saying, oh, that's just a button, no, the front buttons on the panel for the PlayStation Four are all controlled by software. Inability to create or join a party chat, multiple crashes while attempting to create or join a party party chat. Uh, I have this problem. Corrupt game database. That means that your uh, your video games aren't showing up or aren't reacting correctly, and you have to reinitialize and re-download all of your games again for it to realize that oh yeah, you do own this game, which I've already done. 
inability to connect to PlayStation controller wirelessly. This is the other crazy part. So inability to connect the PlayStation controller wirelessly. Okay, well, that's a programming problem, right? Then there's the inability to connect the PlayStation controller through USB. <laughs> Damn. That's a physical connection. What the fuck? It just reminds me of when uh, Xbox would turn, you know, essentially turn off my controller. Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't be able to do anything like, okay, well, I guess I got to hard reset my entire fucking system, right? What the fuck is going on? And all of this stuff is not just issues. This is stuff that prevents you from being able to use your console. Uh, when when you when you initially post it in chat, I was like, those aren't issues. That just means the entire thing's fucking busted. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, issues are you know, my turn signal doesn't work in my car. Yeah, yeah. issues aren't. Well, it doesn't have an engine. It doesn't have windshield wipers. It yeah. doesn't have seats. Yeah. It, doesn't it have shuts off in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. When you press on the pedal, it decides to crane off and run into fucking crowds. Mustang owners. That's you. <laughs> I tell you this. You bought a broken car. <laughs> that's just instinct. Must, yeah. Mustangs don't want to be fed. <laughs> they want to hunt. Um, <laughs> the fucking fucking t-rexes of the car of the car industry oh they um, wish they were that cool <laughs> every pedestrian fears the mighty t-rex yeah so who is it who is it that came out with the t-rex truck was it a uh, was it dodge oh i think so yeah i think it was dodge it, it, a buddy of mine posted that on uh on one of the car uh car groups that i belong to on facebook he goes, yeah, he goes, I don't know. He's like, the truck looks pretty cool. And it was like, a, it was next to, it was the, the Ford Raptor next to it. Yeah. And I laughed and I was like, I was like, I don't understand. I don't see a Mustang. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, cause Mustangs can't be fed. They want to hunt. <laughs> I was like, so are you telling me this Dodge is going to careen off and kill a whole bunch of people? Right. And randomly pull into uh a group of pedestrians. Yeah, he's like, he goes, that was a long way to go for a joke, but that was funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Sometimes you have to go that extra mile. Sometimes uh, the journey's worth it. Yeah, so listeners, that that's the crazy shit that's happening with Update 9.0. And the craziest part about it is Sony doesn't want to acknowledge it at all. They don't want to acknowledge that they have issues with it. And they went so far as to have after 9.0 posted and all these people were talking about like their issues that they're having. They put a fucking blog post on there about what it takes to get a good update out. Excuse me. Now, listeners, I realize that like, oh, it doesn't affect everybody. Yeah. And in reality, 10%, even 10% of 106 million consoles is relatively low. But uh, it's not 0.5%. It's not 1%. Yeah, it's not negligible. Yeah, that's a problem. So you'd think Sony would go, look, we realize that this uh, or that this update is causing a lot of problems. So what we're going to do is we're going to roll you guys back to an earlier version. And we're not going to make it a requirement to have the update in order to play online. That's the problem is the fact that you have to have these updates in order to play online listeners. Your firmware is required in order for you to play Destiny. Your firmware is required for you to play Ghost Recon. It's required for you to go play Division. It's required to play anything online. To use any of their online services, you have to have this firmware update. And that's the bullshittiest part. So why is it that when a company sees, oh, this is actually adversely affecting a lot of gamers, why won't they allow you to go back? Why won't they allow you to roll back to another operator or to the earlier version of the firmware? It's not like it's impossible, listeners. You're talking to somebody. That you're, this is from somebody who has worked with computers and built them for over 20 years. 
I could go into my own fucking CMOS, reprogram it and change it so that it would be the old ver the old version if I wanted to. Why? Because that's something on PCs that they go, yeah, you should be allowed to do that. So why isn't it a console? Why can't I do the same thing? Why can't Sony even just initiate, say, yeah, you know what? We fucked up with this firmware until we figure out what's causing this problem. We're going to roll you guys back or give you the option to roll yourself back. But that gives too much fucking power to people, to the community. And that requires that a company has to tell you, oh, we fucked up, which they don't want to do anymore. Sony doesn't want to acknowledge their mistakes. Because they're right back to the way they were when they launched the PS3, which is too big a head on their shoulders, and they can get away with whatever the fuck they want. That was pretty evident with what they were doing with Horizon Zero Dawn. Which, by the way, listeners, if you haven't been paying attention, Horizon Zero Dawn, when you buy or when you go to buy it on online, if you're on the PlayStation 4, there's still no version that says, other than the special edition version, that says you're going to get the PS5 version as well. Yeah. So has that policy gone into effect? Have they, or, or are they waiting to see if people just go ahead and buy the special edition? And that's why they haven't changed it. Is there a reason why the game for the PS five is still $70? When, if you bought the PS, supposedly if you bought the PS four version, it's going to upgrade you automatically. I think something shady is going on there. Nobody's fucking pointed it out. Nobody's going after him. To find out what the fuck's going on. Why is why is it your store reflecting what you've already told us? That's fucking weird. Meanwhile, Sony finally put out, you know, in, in their blog, they finally put out a, a list, and that's where I got a lot of that stuff. By the way, their possible solution listers is reinitializing, deleting the entire thing, and rebuilding your entire library, which I've already done, and it still didn't work. So that's their solution. Their solution is wipe your hard drive and rebuild it immediately not hey we can roll you back to a different firmware we could do something else that's pretty fucking extreme i mean it was coming from the company that you know when your system would randomly shut off would accuse you of turning it off incorrectly yeah <laughs> must have been something you did <laughs> yeah it must have been you not us you know, okay thanks ubisoft <laughs> basically what you just did you blamed your customers uh yeah, I, I haven't seen any issues with PS5, but then again, I haven't really been on it. Yeah. And part of that being because of these issues, I was like, well, if I don't launch my system, I won't run into the issue. And the thing is, I I haven't heard many people from PS5 complaining about it. I'm sure they probably have some people who have had issues. There always is with firmware listeners. Firmware can cause can cause problems. It just depends on how many issues, like how many systems are affected. And the biggest problem that I see is the fact that here we are a month later after the update came out on the PlayStation 4, and clearly everything's still cater or being catered to the PS5 entirely within Sony. Because if the PS5 had these issues, I guarantee it would be fixed in a week. But since the PS4 is the old system and they have the majority of their staff now working on PS5 stuff, well, it's the PS4, it's the old system. We're not going to worry about that. Sony, if you ever hear this, you need to listen to this very carefully. Your PS4 owners are your lifeline right now. We are the only reason you are going to continue to make money because there's not enough PS5s out there in the world currently to justify ignoring us. So don't bite the hand that feeds. You understand that? 
remember the PlayStation 5 not being able to get it into homes. That's the reason why you had to roll back all your titles that were coming to only PS5 and make sure there was PS4 versions coming out. Hello? You paying attention in there? Somebody at Sony, send this up the chain and let them know. Stop being fucking idiots. Treat your customers equally. Make sure you take care of your PS4 owners and your PS5 owners. Because if the PS5 was having this, absolutely it would be fixed. It'd already be done. They would already have an update out. Well, and that was my thought on this whole thing was, you know, maybe they're doing this on purpose to push people to get PS5s, which I feel would... Like a kill code? Yes. It, like it, Which it would, would make sense if they could get them in stores. And that's what I was going to say. If yeah. PS5s were more available, <laughs> yeah. I feel it's still kind of a dick move, but it would be a little bit more okay if people could get their hands on PS5s. Yeah. But most of us still can't right now. Yeah. Oh, well, here's the thing. And I was going to bring this leads me into my next discussion. The PS5 is going to still, they're going to have problems with uh, supply chain. And it's estimated with this with pretty much all technology listeners until 2023. Now, originally it was just 2022. We'd even said that, like, we thought that the industry was going to start picking up again because it seemed like that was, was what was going to start happening. But no, there is some crazy shit happening in China, which we have our own discussions about and our own theories on. Um, all seems a little too coincidental for, for compared to past things that have happened in other countries in history. But, uh, China right now has rolling brownouts and what's happening is it's so bad that they have told manufacturers, major manufacturers, the ones that work for Apple, Sony, Microsoft, Samsung, you name it. All of them have been told, close down your factories for a certain period of time. So they're stopping production full stop. Some of them are stopping until next year. Uh, the reasoning that's being given to them or being, I shouldn't say be given, being given to them, being given to everyone else in the world is that currently China, the CCP is conserving energy resources, which would be coal, uh, natural gas. And the reason they're giving is because the cost of energy during the winter, they're expecting it to go up even double the cost. So they're asking their people to conserve energy and make sure that they turn things off. They're putting more restrictions on their public of what they can use and when they can use things. If you don't know this listeners, uh, there are a lot of areas in China that they regulate how much water and when you're allowed to use water. Uh, I was just about to say asking quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means you're, you do it or you're going to get arrested. That's, that's what's happening now. Listeners, you can, we, we could go into a whole different discussion on why that's taking place. Uh, historically, the only time nations have done that really has been when they're gearing up for something else uh, or the possibility of something else. Don't know. You don't, don't want to put like panic out there or anything like that. It's just very odd timing given the current climate that's going on between our nation and other nations. So with that happening, that means that you're not going to get PlayStation fives. You're not going to get Xbox series X's. You're not going to get graphics cards. You're not going to get new phones. You're not going to get any of this stuff that we normally would get. And the way that they've said, oh, well, we, we've made sure that many of these chains have, have enough stockpile in order to come into the United States. So are you telling me that the only thing that's preventing these things, these stockpiles from coming in the United States is because of the amount of uh, ships that are just sitting out in the fucking ocean waiting to get into United States docks? 
Yeah, because the docs aren't doing anything. Because the docs aren't doing anything. Is that what's happening? There's so many different crazy things happening right now, listeners, that are going to prevent us from ever getting these electronics and ever getting our hands on any of this stuff. And don't get me wrong, listeners, there's plenty of stuff in the real world that are far more tragic and, oh, yeah. and, and, and far worse. But I'm simply pointing, like, since most of our podcast is concerned around the electronics and, and considered around geekdom, this is the stuff we have to talk about. So I'm pointing out that there are so many other things that are going to and are currently uh, preventing that, that supply from ever coming back to normal right now anytime soon that Sony can't afford to shun their old gamers. They can't afford to turn around and say, yeah, we're only going to cater to the PS5. So why is it happening? And I think it's because they've forgotten that. Like they're, I think their their own internal building, like their own internal organization is like, oh yeah, we sold more PS5s faster than the PS4. Well, that's great. Most of those people were fucking scalpers. They still haven't sold off all of their supply. And you don't have enough gamers online to play your games if they were exclusive. So if you couldn't get enough gamers to play online to, to play your exclusives that were for the PS5 only, you are forgetting that the main customers that you need to still support are the ones that own all of your old console. Just one of the downsides to your, your entire system. And the craziest part about it, listeners, is that they could have mitigated this entirely just by not changing the interface between the PS5 and the PS4. Same architecture, so why change the interface? Microsoft was at least smart enough to remember that and go, hey, you know what? We shouldn't change the operating system for the Xbox series versus the Xbox One. It's the same, it's the same fucking architecture. It's just more powerful. Why should we change the why should we change the OS? Well, that's a good point, Microsoft. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of that. It's fucking rare as shit for you to think about that at all. Uh, given your current state of Windows 11. And speaking of Windows 11, <laughs> just rolling into things, listeners. Sorry. So Windows 11 is it has been slowly rolling out for a lot of people and a lot of us cannot run it. And if you're curious as to why you can't run Windows 11, it's because Windows 11 cannot run on any architecture for if you're on Intel for uh, gener or from generation seven and below. Uh, eight and up can run uh, Windows 11, but it is not eight x86. It does not support x86 architecture or x86 architecture, um, which is crazy because that's the majority of computers in the world. So it can support eighth generation Intel and higher, and it's supposed to uh, support Ryzen X, uh, the uh, X2000 series, all the way up. And it doesn't. So they've had this really weird problem that has come up with the uh, Ryzen uh, AMD architecture in Windows 11 that has caused the essentially the cache on it to be, I believe the numbers were anywhere between 43 to 70% slower. That's a massive gap. And it's, it's different from operation to operation, but if it's that much slower for just the cache, what is it doing to everything else? The chips are not getting nearly the speed they normally would on Windows 10. And Windows 11 is supposed to replace that and it's supposed to be so much better. So what happened there? A lot of people are really contemplating the fact that Microsoft 
worked with Intel too much and made sure that they catered only to Intel so much to the point where they neglected AMD. Other people think that uh, this is an old, and this is an old strategy listeners. This is way back in the day when companies were able to get away with this, where they work with one manufacturer and that manufacturer essentially pays them more money to make sure that their architecture runs better on that operating system. That's an old school thing, like I said, but it, I wouldn't hold it past them if they tried to get away with it. I mean, it's these are companies here, right? They're just trying out. They're just trying to make money, and Intel wants to get people back to their chips as more and more people have been moving on to AMD because AMD has been just a powerhouse lately. So it would not surprise me if Intel's starts putting out things. You know, everything or uh, Windows 11 runs better on Intel. Like if you saw that coming up. Mm, that's that's shady as shit. So <laughs> there have been issues with Windows 11 since it came out. There have been problems with the fact that it doesn't run a lot of uh, current programs that have been out for years. You know, x86 programs aren't all compatible with it. It can't back. It can't run them in backwards compatibility modes. There are problems with it crashing. There are problems with it uh, not using memory properly. And now they have the AMD issue. So. For a lot of people who are sitting there going, oh, I want to go, you know, I get a message. If you get a message going up to Windows 11, my suggestion is wait a year. Even if your computer can run it, wait a year. Don't go up to, don't go to Windows 11 right away. It's kind of the same thing as anytime you've gone up to a new operating system. Windows 10 was the same way. You don't go to the next one right away because compatibility problems. From the way programs react to the way that the operating system uh, functions, there are going to be problems until they can work out all the issues. But the craziest part is the fact of like if if you're sitting there seeing a notification that says upgrade to Windows 11, then you click on it and it says cannot upgrade to Windows 11. Well, just be glad. That means that your system is too old; it can't function with it. Mine's this way. Uh, the downside is that the like we've said before in an earlier podcast, Windows 11, the timeline for getting everybody up to Windows 11 has been moved up a lot faster than it normally would be. I think it's two and a half years. Yeah, I think it's two and a half. Uh, so two and a half years to go up to Windows 11. That means that if you have an old Intel seventh generation, which wouldn't be unheard of considering they can, they were a, there was a lot of them in the market. There's still, there are still systems that are sold with Intel, <laughs> with Intel seventh gen chips. Yeah. So it's still on the market. People are still able to get systems with that. And in some cases, it's because it's the cheaper way to go. Like, oh, well, it gets me a computer and it gets me a computer that does pretty damn well, but it's for less money. So I'm not going to go up to the eighth gen. Or I'm not going to go up to the ninth gen. I'm going to stick with the seventh gen and that's where I'll be. And if you're like me, well, your, your CPU is actually running just fine right now. Games are running okay on it. I don't really need to upgrade yet. I can lower my settings if I need to in certain cases. And I can just get the next generation chip eventually when I want to actually upgrade that. So for some people who are getting this, they're saying like they're sitting there going, my, my system's practically brand new. What the hell's going on? Well, because you're either you're like, and there's other things like either your motherboard's not compatible with it. Your memory is not compatible with it. Your, your, your CPU is not compatible with it. There's a lot of problems with Windows 11 and its compatibility. And if Windows 11 does not pick up as fast as Microsoft wants it to, which is going to be a bummer for a lot of people. So like Windows 11, the way some of the things that they do to get people to like gamers to move over to the next architecture is because or is by doing uh, 
an incentive essentially. Oh, well, you you don't have access to the next version of DirectX. It's only available on Windows 11. It can it can only run on Windows 11, which is complete horseshit. <laughs> it it can absolutely run on the old the old architecture. There's no reason why it wouldn't. And they just want to make sure you're moving up to the next to the next version. That's what they did with Windows 10. <laughs> they wanted everybody on Windows 7 to go up to Windows 10. So they're like, yeah, well, you can't run uh, DirectX 12.1. All right, well, we have 12.0 and 12.0 was kind of janky. It didn't really work very well. And then they were like, oh, well, it's because the architecture of the old operating system and stuff like that. Complete bullshit. It was just that they wanted to push people to go to the next operating system. So, well, you can you could still call. Oh, magically, you could still qualify for getting a Windows 10 upgrade. <laughs> okay. Uh, they do that shit intentionally to try and push everybody. It's like their version of a kill code. Right. Instead of the operating system dying. Uh, they just kind of try to push you along and get you onto the next uh, next operating system by giving you an incentive of, oh, well, it can run this now. So people move over. But, you know, operating systems have always had kill codes. That's why it made me laugh when people were upset at the fact that their phones were having kill codes. I'm like, that's nothing new. PCs have been dealing this dealing with this for generations where they just stopped supporting the, the operating system. Well, now you have to switch over. Fuck. <laughs> And in some cases, some of those operating systems required too many resources, so you had to upgrade. Like it's a catch twenty-two. It sucks. This is welcome to electronics. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like a lot of us have already been on the the bus of you know wait a year, anyways. Yeah, and I mean that's fair, but now it's starting to seem pretty mandatory. The new thing comes out, yeah, you should definitely wait a year for them to yeah. iron everything out. Yeah, so. It, you know, it sucks, but I can't really give you any kind of advice other than, than, than wait, wait, wait a year at least before you go to Windows 11, see if they work into the kinks out and uh, maybe like hopefully for some of you guys are looking for the free upgrade, they'll, they'll still offer you the free upgrade within a year. I would imagine they'll probably, they'll try, they'll try and extend it as long as possible uh, for that. Um especially for those who uh, those of us who own legitimate versions of uh, Windows 10. Personally, I would rather own a legitimate version of Windows 11. It gives you a little more freedom on how your builds can go, especially if you change the hardware internally. Typically, an, up, an upgrade goes, oh, you don't own this anymore because it was assigned to your old motherboard. So that can create issues. Um, so yeah, wait a year, then see what you want to do. See if you want to upgrade your hardware. See if you want to... Uh, even go to Windows 11 yet, see if any of the kinks have been worked out and make sure you, if you're really looking into it, make sure you're talking to the community, the gaming community, you're talking to the PC community, asking about, uh, you know, if you're using it for business and stuff like that, talk to businesses that have already upgraded to it and ask them if there are any downsides that they've come across, if there are any problems they've had with Windows 11, because that stuff can really, if you go into it blindly, you could be adversely affecting your business. You could be adversely affecting your gaming, any of your hobbies to the point where you just go, fuck it. I want to go back. And that's even worse on an operating system to try and have to go back to a version. Now, one of the, I do want to say one of the things that they have said is that with windows 11 is that if you do the upgrade system, supposedly, so long as you have a, uh, a backup, like you're, you're doing regular backups for windows 10, supposedly there is an easy, easier way now to go back to an earlier version of the operating system, you go back to Windows 10. So uh, I haven't seen anybody try it, 
but supposedly based off of what I heard from Jace two cents, what I heard from gamers nexus, that that is an option and that they will, they, they have, they have thought out the fact of there are going to be people who go to windows 11 and have an issue and need to go back immediately. Hopefully that is the case. And, and, and if that is, then good job on that Microsoft, because that is something that has been needed in your operating systems forever. Uh, the downside is before, in order to do something like that, you had to use you had to use the uh, the old operating system, plug it in, or put in the disk. And in the really old days, and then it would ask you, "Do you want to go to an earlier? Or do you want to reinstall from an earlier version?" And you're basically going through the reinstall process. It's just using your old files, which creates an archive issue <laughs> sometimes, and uh, you end up uh, in this situation like, "Okay, my old files are over here as well as." The, these these other files that have been renamed, it's convoluted, gigantic pain in the ass mess. But I do hope that they've made it a little simpler. And, uh, you know, speaking of making things more simple and giving you more options and more features, <laughs> Nintendo has finally released what their pricing is going to be for the new Switch Online upgrade or plus upgrade expansion which is going to include games from Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis. And everybody's like, oh man, that's awesome. Now, when I first heard about this, I was like, oh man, cool. Like you're getting, we're getting even more for our money. That's fantastic. And then I heard, oh, it's going to have a different pricing. I went, what? <laughs> and then I found out, oh, they're treating it like it's an expansion on your current services. And uh, the pricing for that is fucking terrible. So it we're going like more from, than double the regular. Yeah. Going, going from uh, regular uh, $19.99 a year to $39.99 a year for just an individual, right? Or is it $50? Yeah, thanks. I thought it was $50. Maybe you're right. I think you're right. I think $50 is correct. Uh, but uh, still, listeners, like, e even if it were double, that's, that's insane. You're, you're asking for double, double the cost. For Nintendo 64, a handful of Nintendo 64 games and a handful of Sega Genesis games. What the fuck? Like how how is that worth the money? And, I mean, they they barely update their li the library that we were paying for with uh, Nintendo or for NES and Super NES. Right. You'd get a you you get a couple of games. You know, maybe every year or every every eight months, and it's just you know, a handful or not even a handful, like two or three. Most of them weren't even games that anybody really wanted to play. Yeah, I think I think the 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 ones granted they'll probably be adding more, but I think the ones they had added for the, the N sixty four and Sega, it was like what, ten games, I think, cumulative? Yeah. You know? Like for fifty bucks. Like I, I barely bother with your online service to begin with. Yeah. Ten old games isn't gonna fucking bring me to a higher tier, right? I'm assuming that they went with the idea of, oh well, look at what Microsoft's doing with Game Pass. They're able to make uh, fifteen or was it fifteen bucks a month off of that? That's like hundred and eighty something dollars a year. Which people are sitting there going, "Wow, that's really expensive." Well, it's you know, it's a three to three to four, depending on how much your games cost, but three to four video games a year. And you get to yeah. try and, a lot of games that you normally wouldn't play. Exactly. You're, you're getting hundreds of games in this case, and you're also getting games that you normally would never buy. You're getting to try out. 
And uh, also you're getting new releases on top of that. So yeah, that, that you're right. It's look, look at what Microsoft's doing <laughs> Nintendo. If that's what the, what the thought process is um, you're not offering that you're offering a handful of old games that we, if we owned those consoles still, we'd still be able to play. Uh, if you offered the ability to do emulation, which other people have shown works, I've seen hacks for it uh, to play those games, then we'd be able to just straight up buy the ones that we, we would want to play, which probably wouldn't be very many on that old, or from the old, those old systems. And uh, while in some cases you've gone through and made some improvements, yeah, to make sure that they are compatible correctly with the new uh, Joy-Cons and stuff like that, in many cases, there's not a whole lot to them. So what do you, what is the thought process for that pricing? Because I think like even the family, the family version, which is what we all belong to, um, is $80 a year. Something like that. And uh, isn't that currently uh, four or not even 40? I think so. So I don't know what they're thinking with that, but. I like originally I was kind of excited for the N64 games that were coming in the Genesis games after hearing the price increase. I was like, I I'm good. Thanks. I don't need it. Yeah. That's, that's where I was. I was looking at it. I was like, man, you know, I never got to play some of these. I didn't have an N64 back in the day. So I was like, this, this will be cool. I'll be able to catch up on games that, you know, granted are 20 plus years old, but I'll finally be able to play them. And then I saw the price tag and I was like, yeah, you know, I think I'm good. Yeah, you'd be better off just buying or just building a or not building, but uh, putting an emulator on your PC and just playing them that way illegally downloading the games. Yeah, Yeah, uh, yes, Nintendo illegally, because what you're asking us to do is ludicrous. I realize that, oh, it's not it's not nearly as expensive as Xbox. Well, Xbox gives me access to new games. You don't. There's like any given point and they're like 144 games on Game Pass. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, there there's I, Not, you know, 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the <laughs> I'm looking at this expansion and going like, all right, well, there's not even the same light. It's not even the same library equivalent of what you've given us for the NES and the SNES. And that took year, you know, a couple of years to build up. Right. And we still haven't gotten a lot from it. And in some cases, I barely used it. Uh, and your online and that's excluding sucks. all the shovelware. <laughs> yeah, right. Your your online your online sucks. You don't have you still don't have any way of communicating online, which is ridiculous since you you've basically withheld the use of Bluetooth for headsets since day one, which is I as that is absolutely unacceptable. That is ridiculous. And that one really pissed me off because they they announced it like it was supposed to be this big thing. But that means that we could have had it from day one. Yeah, it's compatible yeah, with the first year, the first edition of fucking yeah. Switch. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Nintendo? It's almost, it's almost like they delayed it so they could seem innovative. Right? <laughs> like they're giving yeah, you like features. Like HD Rumble. <laughs> yeah, right? Like we're, we're, we're giving you features. Are you? Are you giving us features? Or are you just holding shit back? Because that's what it seems like, Bowser. <laughs> just just reminds me of coming across that thing with the uh, Mussolini's granddaughter. Right. Still she's a part of government in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> that that was hysterical. I'm like, how? Like, not to say that everybody, you know, you shouldn't pay for the sins of the father, but man. <laughs> you're, that's, you're really that's hedging like, your bets. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like having somebody with the last name of Hitler in government in Germany. Like 
whoa <laughs> <laughs> how how would how did th- how did this even happen yeah so you have the equivalent bowser from ea in yeah. nintendo yeah it's just fucking ridiculous so all like all of this stuff is just kind of kind of stupid and the nintendo i'm going to tell you this right now if you ever hear this anybody anybody from nintendo if you ever get a hold of this and you want to know why i say that's ridiculous um Game Pass gives us hundreds of games and access to new games. Your service, your new service and, and new pricing doesn't even match up to the equivalent of what I get from PlayStation Now, which doesn't give me new games, but it gives me access to hundreds of PlayStation titles. I would be like, willing to pay that money if it was a bigger chunk, not even nec- like if it was the entire N64 library, I could see that being worth it. But they're giving us nine games. Yeah. And they're not even good ones. Yeah. They, I, I just looked up the titles that we're getting. And the only one that looks like it could have been fun was uh, Star Fox. I could maybe justify it if you did in 64 Sega Genesis GameCube. Yeah. Stuff and, like that. You know, then, like if you went through more than just that catalog and with the Sega Genesis, if you gave everybody access to every single Sonic, every single, you know, Beast Wars, like the the greatest hits of Sega Genesis throughout the generations or throughout the the years, like if that was included in there, okay, maybe. Uh, along with the greatest hits from N sixty four and GameCube, we might have a conversation. But you are asking too much for a service that does not provide. Sorry, if it weren't for the family, the family plan, listeners, I'm pretty sure all of us would no longer have. Nintendo online. Yeah. If it weren't for that, because it was coming close to my renewal when miles had brought up the family thing at first. And I, and he said, are you, you know, are you, are you getting your, your uh, online again? And I said, I haven't, I, I don't think I'm going to, I had, I still have, I still had like six months online, but uh, I was like, I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to renew it. And miles goes, yeah, he's like my, my renewal is coming up and I'm been contemplating the same thing he's like what if we were to do the family plan because it says according to this we can be five users we don't have to be actually related like eight. it even says that in there but uh eight users is it eight <laughs> yeah yeah so like you, you can have eight users on there and it can all like we can all still play we all still had our own profiles we could all play online i was like okay well that's a better deal Let, let's do that so we all signed up we we're like all right let's let's do this we you know we practically consider consider ourselves family anyways why not? And since Nintendo wasn't making the stipulation of you all had to be in the same state or anything ridiculous like that, same household, like yeah. that's that's a nice deal. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. I haven't even really taken advantage of it, honestly. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, but that's <laughs> because we're usually not on Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, and well, and on top of that, like I said, there's no chat system on Can't Nintendo. Chat. It makes yeah. it, it makes it very hard to even justify using the system for online. Yeah, we would literally have to have another system running even if it's through our phones yep to, to be able to chat yeah it's just completely ass backwards so yeah listeners that's where we're at on that we we don't suggest you buy it we don't really recommend it uh we think that nintendo needs to come down on that price and they need to be a little more reasonable and or, or they either need to be more reasonable or they need to do something better with it one, one or the other they need to justify the price they need to justify that to us so Moving on to other things, Nintendo, 
they had their direct a while back that we never got to talk about listeners. I'm sorry. We're way behind on some things that we wanted to, to, to address, but they had their direct and they showed off some pretty cool stuff. One of them being a new Kirby game, which I am super fucking excited for because the last one was, uh, what was it? Kirby's Epic Yarn or something? No, it was, uh, I have it on my, my switch. I don't have my switch with me. Rainbow, <laughs> uh, the rainbow something. This is the drawing one, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, the one before that was uh, Kirby's Yarn. That was on the Wii U. Epic Yarn was on the Wii. Yeah. Uh, either way, they haven't put out an actual Kirby game in like three or four releases. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, granted, it's just... So they, they had the... It's like, okay, so they had the, the Epic Yarn, then they had the Claymation-looking one. Yeah. And then they had the most recent one, which has been on the Switch. Yeah, and that one was multiplayer and... Yeah, it was the, the four-player one. It felt really more kid oriented. The only way you actually got any challenge out of it was by doing the challenge rooms. That's the only way you can get the, the hidden boss, which is, uh, what is it called? Is it Unite? Something like that. Meta Knight. No, it's, uh, it's the one up above that. Uh, it's uh. Meta Knight only use pink. It's basically Meta Knight only use pink. Yeah. And, uh, ludicrously hard to beat. Oh, well, I don't know. I'd, it's like a raid boss. I, I didn't get to, I didn't bother <laughs> and, playing it most people didn't because social justice only, night <laughs> <laughs> because the only way the only way to access him was through the uh so you had to beat the entire arena and then it came up with the i'm trying to remember the name but it's like uh it's essentially like the real arena is is what they're trying to get across the yeah. epic the epic arena or whatever it is so like you had to beat the first one and then you had to go into the next one and that's the only way you can get the secret boss in that it sounds like it's a pain in the ass. It's a gigantic pain in the ass. And it's the only way you it's the the arenas unfortunately are like uh it's like a a boss dash where you just go through and you fight nothing but bosses. Oh, that's and that's terrible. how the arenas work. And that's the only way you can get to him, uh, is through that. So if that's the only way you can get a challenge out of it is by creating arena fights, well, it's not really that much fun and it's not really worth in my opinion, listeners, it wasn't really worth going into and, and fighting him for it. Uh, or going going into that to get to him, so I wouldn't recommend it. I'd stick with just a regular adventure because I prefer I prefer even if it's a even if it's a hokey kid story, I prefer Kirby in a story mode, right? And having yeah. a good time changing the levels up, yeah, an adventure like mode, yeah. yeah. So it's nice to see that we're getting another uh, Kirby adventure. Yeah, yeah. So as it as, does look a little old, though. How so? To me. I I don't know. There's something about the I don't know, kind of subdued uh graphic of it maybe. Okay. Uh that it just feels like this could have been out years ago. Yeah, it it definitely looks like they've been sitting on this one for a while. Yeah. But I mean, I'm still excited because I agree. That's why oh, I yeah. skipped the yeah. last like two or three Kirby games cuz you know, I'm a I'm a big Kirby fan. I I've enjoyed Oh yeah like the majority of the games that I've played. So it's cool to see that they're going back. It, it kind of reminds me of the one that they put out on uh, N64. Yeah. Which is like the last, what I would consider actual Kirby game. Yeah. I still want them to come out with the entire Kirby collection again on the switch. Yes. Which I would pay a ridiculous amount of money for. Yeah. I paid, I paid 60 bucks for, you know, what was it? 60, 70 bucks for, uh, for the anniversary edition on the Wii. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, I was so bummed when I couldn't play it. Or after I when I got rid of my Wii, I, was, I couldn't play that anymore. I was like, I, that was the one thing. Like, I can't. I was going through some of my collection. I was like, and I pulled that. I was like, shit. 
<laughs> like I can't play this anymore. Um, I my my hope is that it's not going to be too uh, handholdy, like a lot of Nintendo games have turned yeah. into. Like I I never finished uh, the new Paper Mario. Okay, just because like I I sold my copy because I got, I get it. It's it's very hand it's very handholdy. It's I, very yeah. Kid, it like, becomes it's boring. Not, yeah, it's kind of boring, and it's not. The, it's not like you're looking for. You're not looking for a huge, huge challenge. You're but I'm looking, looking for a challenge. You're looking for somewhat a challenge, and for something that's just a little more grown up. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I, I this is rare for me. Usually, I'll push through and finish the game, but I got, I want to say two thirds of the way through the game. Yeah, and they were still holding your hand the entire time, and I was like, okay, this isn't going to stop. So yeah, and listeners, I will say, like games like that can make you really bad at other games. Like when games become too handholdy like that, when that's what you get used to playing. And then you go back to other games that are normal. Yeah. Which when I say normal are hard <laughs> <laughs> and you get your ass handed to you. You're like, God damn, why am I so bad at this now? Oh, it's because I'm so not playing I, this. Right. So that's how I feel when I return to a lot of games, but I recently went back to uh, uh, the long dark because there was a game pass quest for it. Okay. And uh, I was like, man, I don't remember this being this brutal. Like it wasn't an easy game, but fuck, like I died twice within the first, I don't know, 15 minutes of actual gameplay. Yeah. Those are those <laughs> moments where I'm just like, maybe I'm just getting old and bad, yeah. <laughs> right. but it had yeah. been long enough. I'm like, well, they could have changed up a lot of how it functioned is like, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> yeah. If you ever, if you ever want a reminder of just where you, where you're at now in gaming compared to where you used to be, go back and play Contra. Or Super Contra. Or, uh, like, those games were never easy. They're, those were never easy for us as kids. Those were never easy for anyone, really. Uh, unless you were a goddamn genius. It's like the people who can go through Ninja Gaiden without ever dying. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I just think those people sit on the spectrum. Um, and that's not an insult. I played, uh, I played Contra so many times with the, uh, the, the cheat code that eventually I was able to just beat the game without it. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there it was are those tough. cases. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> listeners, when I say that, uh, you know, they, they were never easy, go back and play those. Like, play some of the games you play now and go back and play those and just think to yourself, did I, was I able to get farther in this when I was a kid than I am now? Because yeah. I've done that. Like, uh, like, oh man, I fucking suck at this game now. <laughs> a, a more modern example of that for me is I've been playing through the, uh, the Master Chief collection. So I beat all of the Halo games except for five yeah. uh, solo legendary. And I'm going through and getting yeah. my ass kicked on normal. Yeah. And it, like I, I came over last week and I was like, man, I don't know how I did this. Like, am I just shittier in my old age? Like I lost my edge. Yeah. It's, it's insane i there are parts of the games that i get to and i'm like i have no fucking clue how i did this yeah i played through one and two on legendary uh it, like when when those were out and had i was i eventually got so good at halo that like i could i could practically speed run the fucking thing yeah fly up to the fucking tower right away and skip entire levels yeah so like i used to do that shit and i'm like all right well like and i was able to do that in fucking legendary and uh now I go back and if I try those, like fuck me, I am terrible at that game now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I am awful. And I think I only played I'd, three in a group in Legendary. No, I did. Uh, I did all of them except for five Legendary by myself. Four I did as a group when it first came out. Yeah. But then I went back and did it by myself. 
Please. Just to see if I still could. And then there goes my dog. Someone's at the door. And Clearly. then uh, <laughs> what was it? When five came out, I didn't have an Xbox one. So I. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I'm just getting my ass kicked left and right. And I'm yeah, five's no. not worth five's not not even really worth going through. <laughs> to be honest, five was worth going through once. Yeah, that's all right. That's fair. And then um, that was just so I could has a proper, great opener. It, that was just so I could properly bitch about the story. Yeah. I feel like I can't complain about a, a game story if I haven't finished it. It's fair. Uh, so, every time I would load back into Halo for a long fucking time, I immediately wind up throwing a fucking grenade at my feet, trying to <laughs> or melee something. I can't I remember forgot which. the controls. It's even worse <laughs> on uh, mouse and keyboard. Uh, in sure. between games, they'll switch up the control oh, scheme I, sometimes. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I blew myself up a lot. Yeah, could, couldn't go to mouse and keyboard. Sorry, that's one I that's one I won't do. It it actually for it. I haven't tried multiplayer, but I can say for uh, PVE, it actually makes a lot more sense on mouse and keyboard. Well, everything in a shooter makes more sense on a mouse and keyboard, <laughs> right? But it's just whether or not you're used to doing that. <laughs> but I haven't uh, I haven't touched multiplayer on. Uh, master chief collection okay. yet yeah um yeah dude it's, it's just nuts seeing how bad i've gotten at those games since they came out yeah um so yeah i mean you know going back to nintendo they showed off the new kirby that was you know that was cool i'm looking forward to that yeah it's uh what is it kirby in the forgotten land yep and it doesn't have a release date yet it just says spring of 2022 yep everything's I'm, coming out next year i'm hoping <laughs> That when they say spring of 2022, I'm hoping they mean like March, like the the closer end of spring. Oh, so it's not in the way of other games. Yes. Um, I get that. The only conflict that would have for me was another game they talked about at the uh, the direct was uh, Triangle Strategy. Okay. Which uh, I immediately messaged you after this and laughed because we called this. Yeah. It was a working title, much like Octopath Traveler. Yeah. And they just kept it. And they just said, keep it. What's really funny is when we, when we first heard like triangle strategy, like I still remember like talking about it and how crazy, like how stupid the name is. Uh, we both went, I hope they keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep the dumb name. It doesn't make any sense. Just keep it. Yeah. Cause I remember when the, the demo came out, I downloaded it and played it, came and talked on the podcast and everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, it seems like it's going to be a spiritual successor to uh, final fantasy tactics. Okay. Which I have bitched up and down that they have not done anything with since uh, Nintendo DS. All right. So I hopefully that'll get me my Final Fantasy Tactics fix. That one is also coming out in March. All right. Uh, anything else that came up in the uh, direct that I'm missing? That was that was actually something we want to talk about. I should say. There sure wasn't actually a ton of really new or good information. Aside from those. Yeah. All right. Uh, so speaking of not getting a whole ton of new and, and exciting information, uh, if I got a nickel for every fucking time I heard that Kojima's working on a goddamn Silent Hill game, <laughs> I would be fucking right. rich. Because God damn it. Like, I am getting tired of this from the community. It is the equivalent of the fucking Nintendo Switch Pro. Like that, that popped up in the fucking news a month ago. I refused to talk about it on the fucking podcast again. 
I like it's it's the same fucking shit every time. Like, oh, this is possibly happening. Go fuck yourself. Until like, I won't <laughs> believe it until you show me specifically. Yeah. Until Kojima himself comes on the fucking TV and tells me, "Yes, I am making Silent Hill." I don't believe you for anything on any of that. Like, and, and listeners, I'm saying this to all the all the publications out there that keep spreading this fucking nonsense. Give me a fucking break. Now, would I be happy if he was? Yes, I would look forward. Absolutely, look forward to the nightmares that game would give yeah, me. Yeah, but I'm tired of getting you know stuck in a circle jerk of just oh yeah, this is possibly going to happen, and then never being allowed to come. The uh, the funny part <laughs> is is every time, every time it comes up, he will get interviewed somewhere like a week later. Yeah, and then they'll ask him, "Hey, are you working on this?" And his response is always the same. It's like, "No, I'm not working on it. I haven't been. I've been working on other projects." Yeah. Um, the other one that has been coming up recently in uh, Kojima related rumors is supposedly they're doing a remaster of Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, that one's a little more legitimate. That but... one seems like it actually could be happening. Yeah, and but that that would go along with along the lines of the theory that somebody had a couple of years back of uh, so there was a filing for a. Metal Gear Solid um, re, uh, remake or refresh order was where it listed all the Metal Gear Solid games, but all of them were out of order. Yeah. And one of them was, so it went from uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 to Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, and then Metal Gear Solid 4 was out of, was out of sequence. The, the, the filing didn't include um, five, five uh, Phantom Pain. So they, they, they didn't have Phantom Pain on there. And a lot of people are going, oh, well, like, why wouldn't we get a, uh, you know, that that in the line of that? Because um, there are a lot of people wanting, like, saying, oh, I want to see it with updated graphics and stuff like that. But the thing is, I went, well, they wouldn't need to because you can still play that game from the PS4 on a PS5. It's backwards compatible. So there's no reason for them to remake it. Yeah. So if that's what's going on, it wouldn't surprise me if you saw, like, a Metal Gear Solid, like, release of of all the games in, in a row, like in sequence as to how they go in the timeline. Yeah. Now, so that being said, if they're actually remaking these games, they I need to do two snakes <laughs> yes. from, from Nintendo. Sorry. I, I will buy those. <laughs> I know we, uh, yeah, I probably, I, I'd probably re rebuy those, uh, especially since that'd be the only way uh, other than only on my PlayStation three, that'd be the only way I could play four again. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to play my favorite movie again, and, and I fucking loved four. Four was one. Four sat in my my absolute favorite games of all time. It's now it's now in the top ten, but it was in my top five for the longest fucking time, listeners. But if they actually remake those games, I know I said that I'd never buy another Konami product again. Yeah. But this is I always leave the footnote of I won't buy another product from this company unless. Yeah. And this is that footnote. Of, yeah, I get it. You know, if the, if it's actually being done, I'll buy those in a heartbeat. Yeah, I get it. Um, I mean, Konami doesn't really make games anymore. They made a statement recently that they are going to there. We are making games again. Are you? You're, you're shopping out your licenses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. E-Football e says, says differently, guys. Yeah. Mobile doesn't count also. Right. And speaking of football. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, EA had some interesting news to share this week and uh, not really like not really share, but they, they made the statement of 
their licensing for FIFA was coming back up and FIFA wanted to negotiate the price for using their, their name and license. Now, listeners, this does not mean all of uh, soccer. I was trying to, I was trying to stay away from saying football because a lot of people don't know what I mean. Um, listeners, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretentious prick because I, I consider football, I, like soccer, actual football um, because, you know, you play it with your feet. <laughs> it's just, makes fucking sense i don't know why american football has to be called fucking football it's stupid it's fucking rugby with extra padding um <laughs> yeah i'm that guy i'm sorry I, you're not <laughs> wrong so um but anyways they made they made the the statement of well we the negotiations came up and they're pretty much falling through we're not going to re, renew the license and a lot of people wanted to know why well apparently fifa wanted a billion dollars to renew the license now, some people sat there and said, oh, that's ridiculous. That's that's overreaching. They they wanted too much money, and that's why EA had to turn it down. Uh, not really. I mean, I could make the argument of the fact that if, you know, since EA makes over a billion dollars off of FIFA alone every year, asking for a billion dollars to extend the license for several years, not really a big ask. Right. When the company's making over a billion dollars from one title a year. So I do kind of wonder... If the the stake is that high, it, it influenced by perhaps how badly EA's been in the limelight for the past you know several years, right? So here's the other thing: this isn't even if even if they don't get the FIFA license and they change it to something else, which is what they've already talked about. The fact that they're actually going to be going on to a new title, they still have all of their licensing from all of the teams and all of the leagues. They just don't have the licensing from FIFA. Well, you think you sit there and go, "Well, FIFA owns the, owns the league." No, FIFA owns the title to the chant or to the uh, like certain tournaments, including the yeah, World Cup, the World Cup, uh, and, uh, and just their name, I think. Yeah. So they they're one of the organizations that sets up many of the tournaments. Well, those tournaments aren't technically owned by them. They just they just have the the branding around them. Uh, the only one that they really own is the World Cup. So EA hasn't really done anything with the World Cup for a long time, and they really don't do anything with the World Cup in, in reality. The most they've done, I think, recently was they had a, a uh, online uh, events going on for, for the World Cup the last time. And uh, that, in, that involved using the, uh, was it a FIFA, uh, FIFA foot, uh, which is what they, they call their online, se- or their online stuff, and uh, you know buying players and stuff like that with cards and shit like that. So they are not losing out on a whole lot of things. The only thing they're really losing out on is, is possible branding and people not knowing that the brand has changed over to a different game or to a different name. That could hurt them, but at the same time, I don't see it actually doing a whole lot because they're the large they're they're the largest uh, brand in in football and in soccer worldwide. The only competitor they really have is Konami's you know eFootball, which is fucking terrible, which used to be yeah. Pro Evolution Soccer. Pro Evolution Soccer, their their PES series, used to be held in pretty high regard. It was relatively good, but this last edition is trash. And if you don't know what we're talking about, just go online and and type in eFootball and find out just how awful that game is. It would have been a decent idea if they had done it correctly, but they didn't, and it is just trash. So EA is going to continue con- continue making essentially FIFA just under a different name. And when people go to look for it, they're just going to have to look for, yeah, this is EA formal. If this is EA's uh, soccer, 
uh, formerly FIFA. That's you know essentially what's going to happen. Will this have a problem with certain people who don't keep up with the industry? Absolutely. I'm sure there will be kind of a confusion as to what's going on. But eventually, if somebody's curious about it and they're looking for the next edition of FIFA, they'll look up FIFA and they'll put in the probably the, the number and it'll pop up with the newest title that's not FIFA anymore. So they'll they'll end up having to self-educate themselves. To me, it's not a bad, you know, it's not a big deal. I don't think EA is really going to suffer from it. I think it no, sucks. it's not going to do them any favors, but no, I, yeah, it's not going to be a massive detriment. Yeah, I think it, it sucks for FIFA because in reality, they were just looking for the payday that their name has kind of uh, occurred, you know, or, you know, they've, they've gained this kind of recognition of we are soccer, we are football, we are uh, the game that you primarily look to. And it's the most popular soccer game in the world. And they sat there and said, well, EA is making shit tons of money per year off of us. We should be able to make a little money from them for the next several or you know, for, for giving them access to our name for the next several years. Well, EA didn't see it that way. He was like, well, if we just drop you, we continue to make more money and we don't have to do anything. We already pay for the licensing from the other teams individually and we don't have to use you. Well, okay, yeah. I don't think I don't think EA's getting screwed out of this. I think the only one that's really really getting screwed out of it is FIFA. And is it really because of greed? Partially, yeah. I think I think they got a little too greedy, but at the same time, they were they were looking at the numbers and going, Well, you guys make shit tons of money off of our name. We should be able to get some of this. So there's a there's a little bit of back and forth there, I think. A little bit of a room for argument as to why things went down. Now, do I think that they're actually going to switch over to from from FIFA? I think eventually FIFA will cave. I think FIFA, I think the organization will cave and say, "All right, we'll let you have it for this amount. We'll we'll just renew the contract and and have it be normal." Because it's better to make some money rather than no money. Yeah. We'll see what happens. In the in the meantime, uh eFootball is just doing is doing disastrously bad. And uh, when Konami makes statements like we're making games, I look at that and go, no, you're not. Uh, yeah. You don't even know what we, it means to make a game anymore. So you, even even FIFA has been getting trashed on, on some of their graphics and, and uh, gameplay and shit. Mm-hmm. But when it pales in comparison to yeah. eFootball, like, yeah, it's crap, but it's not hot steaming crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh and when you're the and when you're the only when you're essentially the only game that's able to be played legitimately. Uh, yeah. Uh you own a monopoly. They have a monopoly on it without even having to yeah, do it. I would anything. love to see an actual, you know, studio take on any sports game really and and make that, you know, a, a completely diverge from uh, the licensed shit and be yeah. successful. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> no, uh, because you know, while competition uh, promotes creativity and promotes uh, really promotes companies or pushes companies to, to do better by their customers. When you don't have that, it's, it's very evident I'm wondering how 2K fans feel like having no competition out there because 2K fans, you guys, you guys just got a fucking NBA game that had fucking what's his name from Allstate in it as an interactable moment in that game. You know the guy from from all from the Allstate commercials, yeah, where they're just like, oh, it's a uh, I can't remember his name for my life. I don't pay attention to those commercials yeah. very well, but uh, he's like, oh my god, J- is it Jake from Allstate? I think it's Jake. 
uh, like, oh my gosh, you're Jake from Allstate? He's like, yeah. He's like, you shop here too? He's like, yeah. No, it's uh, State Farm. Is it State Farm? Yeah. Allstate is, you're in good hands. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I've got them backwards. My bad. The baritone dude. Jake from State Farm. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It's the it's whatever whatever the one the red logo <laughs> the the red t-shirts yeah, yeah. Hey, you got uh, me on that one but like I'm curious like how fan like how the fans of their games are seeing like you're you're getting in game advertising by having conversations with characters from commercials yeah well, that's that's how they get around you know showing commercials oh we're not showing you commercials or making them interactable yeah. it's an interactive <laughs> experience is it. Is it is it is it an interactive experience? Am I actually having a good time? Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't even I didn't even know this, but like, two K, it's an open world game. It's fucking weird. You're running around, yeah, running. Like, I didn't know this, listeners. Like, this was new to me. I hadn't seen any. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a I'm not a two K fan. I'm not a you know, I don't play those games. Uh, I'm not really into sports games, period. But this was the most shocking fucking thing I had ever seen. Was when I watched somebody showing the all the the. Sorry, uh, I almost said Allstate again. Uh, State Farm guy, and they were walking around like a mall. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm like, and then they were showing like they walk around and talk to like other people and get like get jobs and go and do stuff. It's fucking weird. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And this is supposed to be a soccer this game. Is, no, this is a basketball game. NBA 2K. Oh, I must have missed that part. Well, it was all right. Sports ball. Yeah. Sports ball. Sports. Hoop, hoop net. <laughs> you know i still think that we should uh i i started this conversation just to piss off brian but i think we should start referring to sports but i cannot remember what channel i saw this on but it was one of the ones that i follow and the guy was wearing i I love sports ball yeah on his fucking chest i was like i love that shirt (laughs) i I mean i think we should start referring to hockey as stick puck (laughs) (laughs) I've started referring to golf as whack fuck, so. <laughs> Go play some whack fuck. <laughs> yeah, it just comes from the uh, the order of operations That's in which that. that takes place. You whack the ball and immediately yell fuck. Yeah. So, hence whack fuck. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 that was like the most trippy thing I had seen. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So, um. Anything else to bring up, guys, before I go into reviews? Um, Is there anything I'm missing? The, this kind of goes off on the, the tangent of sure. commercials. Yeah. But have you noticed YouTube commer- like ads getting more ridiculous? Because I, so I was My, watching. This is funny because Miles brought this up not too yeah. long ago. As yeah. did, and I had, and, and Miles, in a, separate, in a separate conversation, I had another conversation with Brandon yesterday. And he, like, he had mentioned it as well. Or maybe it wasn't Brandon. It was Anderson. Uh, I can't remember. One of them mentioned like, dude, ads on ads, the ads on YouTube. They're like, ads on YouTube have gotten so fucking aggressive. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, everybody keeps talking about this shit. I think what they're doing is they're pushing for YouTube premium. But I was watching a video yesterday. It was a five minute (laughs) video out of my subscriptions. Yeah. Somebody posted a five minute video. I had two unskippable ads. Right. One was six minutes and the next one was 17. Jesus Christ. (laughs) On a five-minute video, <laughs> like, oh man! Unfuck yourself, YouTube. This is fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I, constant, I, I constantly get double ads 
oftentimes they're unskippable like you said you know what's funny is Miles, um, after you brought up the double ads thing and i had made the statement of like yeah actually that hasn't been happening to me too much uh i yeah. just this just like yesterday i started getting double ads all the time i was like what the <laughs> fuck and most of them aren't skippable yeah like what yeah, the fuck is going aggravating. on yeah i mean yeah and we, we watch uh uh npc D and and <laughs> fuck i get shit tons of ads i get none vast majority of the time they're like one fucking product yeah and uh <laughs> and it's always for me it's always device specific so like if if we watch D on my pc i get just as many ads as miles does if we watch D or npc D on uh my xbox if i watch it on my xbox and he'll be on his xbox as well he gets yeah. the same amount of ads regardless and i get one and i'll be the very at the very beginning never get an ad the rest that's yeah. fucking weird and i if it, it feels channel specific too because i don't get the the constant fucking ads that i do on there yeah. that i do on some other videos Brandon, yeah and i get ads most of the, the other videos i watch, watch aren't half hour long yeah so very strange I yeah know. i just i it, it's been bugging me and uh I, yeah. i've only talked to one other person and they said they've started noticing it and since i mentioned that i've been getting you know 10 15 minute 17 minute unskippable ads it's happening to my friend now yeah and he's like dude i just it was a 30 second clip somebody linked me and i had two unskippable like 10 minute ads he said he found one. Um, oh, yeah. When that happens, I just I close it, open it up again. Yeah. Close it, open it up yeah. again until it gives me just a regular fucking ad. Yeah. But my friend or if had you're lucky. No ad. Yeah. Or if I'm lucky, <laughs> no ad. Right. But my buddy, uh, he told me that uh, since he watches a lot of streams on yeah. YouTube, sometimes he thinks what will happen is they'll just pull a random video off of someone's channel and throw that as an ad. Yeah. He found an unskippable three hour stream that got pulled in as an ad. Yeah. Three that's, hours. That's fucking ridiculous. That's fucking like <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm about to start writing letters again. I haven't been, <laughs> I'm I a letter haven't, writer. <laughs> haven't been that guy for a while. Yeah. But uh, I'm about to be that guy again here in a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Like this is your algorithm's gonna... gone rogue. It's trying to take over the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this isn't going to make me cough up money for YouTube Premium. This is going to make me stop using YouTube entirely. Right. right. I don't like paying for a service that I used to get for free. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so speaking of things that are kind of ridiculous, I forgot about this. Uh, but Rockstar is actually making a or coming out with another game. A uh, series of games that's going to be a collection. It's, uh, they're not making anything new at all, really. It's just the real release of uh, the remakes of Grand Theft Auto uh, 3 by City and San Andreas. Yeah, Rockstar is making, is re-releasing the Grand Theft Auto, I guess the Grand, they're calling it the Grand Theft Auto uh, HD Trilogy. But they've, re so it was leaked they removed the leaks, then they removed all mentioning of it, and people are now going, well, is it, it's still coming out, right? Yeah, well, I guess so, but they haven't shown off anything for it. So nobody knows if it's just, you know, it's just basically a small coat of polish on uh, the original games where they've just been rezzed up and that's it. And they still look and, and play as clunky as they used to. 
uh, which listeners, if you haven't gone back to those, those played pretty clunky or pretty, pretty clunky compared to what we get now. Yeah. They have not aged well. Yeah. Uh, so on top of that, a lot of people have been giving them criticism and I think that's fair. It's, it's absolutely fair that they give them criticism. The fact that they are willing to re-release old games that they once, uh, that they, that are considered greats, but they're releasing old games and they haven't made a new game in a decade. Yeah. Two words, money grab. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and listeners, I should point out that I'm just talking about the Grand Theft Auto developers, not the Red Dead Redemption developers. I consider them two different groups. That's one of the things that's been brought up is the fact of the same thing that we brought up before listeners of why would they make a new game if they're continuing to make tons of money off the games that, that they already have out and they don't need to make a new game. They can just make small updates. So while everybody keeps complaining about it, I don't know if that's going to actually move them to do anything differently because they haven't lost any money on what's been current, what's currently out. So if they're not losing money, there's no incentive for them to, to make something new. So whether or not we'll actually see a Grand Theft Auto 6, I don't know. We're getting the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, which a lot of people asked for. Some, some people wanted that just because in some cases, some people wanted that because they don't run that well on PC anymore has nothing to do with the hardware not being able to run it obviously it has to do with the fact of just compatibility issues between programming and what the hardware is now you can't really play those on you know the current consoles because they don't have all of the backwards compatibility to run them all there's a lot of things that are in there involved with why people have asked for the hd remakes and i think it's fair for people to ask for it i think it's fair for people to criticize rockstar for not coming out with something new uh it's all kind of just uh, either Rockstar is either ignoring everything or they're listening. So I, I, I don't know which way you want to take it, but hey, they listened to the people who are, in my opinion, they listened to the people who wanted an HD remake. They're coming out with an HD remake. It's one, it's one of those things of like, well, this could be easy money. Depending on how they treat it, really does. If they went back through and they did a complete, uh, from the ground from the ground up, like rebuild of the original games and made them something better then yeah, I'm willing to give them kudos for that. If it's just a uh, HD touch up where it's just the higher res, same old graph, like essentially the same old graphics, just crisper. Well, then I'll just sit there and go, yeah, you guys didn't put any effort in this. I'm not buying it. I, I wouldn't give them money for that. I'd give them money if they, if they rethought it, gave it, gave it a lot of the new mechanics and really, really tried to make those games fresh from what they were. And uh, there's been a suggestion that they're going to be asking $70. Now, some people are sitting there going, oh, it's because of the new new $70 uh, price point. I agree. I think it's probably because of that. But at the same time, you're getting three games. And if there are three games that have been completely remade, then you're you're getting a hell of a package for $70. Bucks. As long as it works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't rely on that anymore these days. Right. So if, if it's being built from the ground up and it works, <laughs> uh, then, you know, I would say arguably if all three of them are being treated that way, then, you know, you're looking like a $90 game in reality. <clears throat> if it's just a coat of paint on it and uh, crisper graphics, but still plays the same way, still everything else is, everything else is still the same way, eh, $70 might be asking a bit much. One thing I do hope for, like for those people that decide to get this, yeah, I hope the bicycle is just as fucking useful as it was in San Andreas. <laughs> right. 
I could evade everything on a bicycle in that game. <laughs> <laughs> you could do car chases on that thing. Oh, yeah. Listeners, I'm sure if Loach were here, he'd be really excited for it in some ways, and he'd probably say that you know he doesn't know if he'd be super excited for it to look the same way as it did and for it just to be on current consoles. Uh, I'm sure he'd probably want to have at least a coat of paint put on it a little bit. And uh, he'd probably just be okay with that and say, yeah, you know, I'd be excited for that. But he'd probably also put the little moniker in there of like, he'd rather have GTA 6. I'm basing this solely off of just, you know, knowing the guy for over 20 years and and what his other responses on things are. If they're not going to upgrade it, they're not going to do anything with it, then he'd probably just go rather go back and play GTA 5 and wait for GTA 6 to come out and hope that GTA 6 comes out. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of animosity towards Rockstar right now. And uh, in all reality, modders have done more work on their games than they have. Yeah. And that's several years. That's one of the other things. They had their massive crackdown on mods. That's what I was what I was going to bring up was the fact that like that's the other thing is like they so they had modders who did these who made these huge strides for their game and actually made people want to play their games again. And yet they cracked down on modders and said, oh, nope, we're not going to let your mod in our game. Didn't matter if the mod didn't break the game, didn't do anything specifically to make things unfair for the uh, online community. It just had to do with the fact that they just didn't want other people making something and proving that in some ways Rockstar has gotten a little lazy. It was making them look bad. Making them look bad. Yeah, that's that's yeah. probably what it came down to in all reality. I mean, when the, the newest big change for GTA is Squid Game. Squid Games have come to uh, the GTA. That's, like, I don't know what the huge yeah. fascination, like, I still can't figure out the huge fascination with Squid Game, like, why that's I, taken off. So I don't much. know, but I've been seeing fucking news reports, like, oh, a real Squid Game just took place in, I think, I can't remember where it said, like, Sri Lanka or Dubai or some shit. Yeah. I was like, no, it didn't. I was like, they didn't go off 456 people. <laughs> <laughs> real life squid game they might have played some games but it's not a real life no but maybe that's what's actually happening at the uh covid compounds in australia who knows (laughs) yeah we could do a whole nother podcast on just that though probably yeah one day we're gonna have to talk about the the world at some point and do a separate podcast i think yeah and just uh issue our gripes and the things that happen with it like listeners you think we gripe about games goddamn you should hear us talk about the world and it's a lot worse than the stuff you've heard us say before. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much all I have for, or all I have from this week and stuff that we've missed that I can think of listeners. If I'm missing something, I apologize. So many things have been going on that have been kind of like, and I should say like so many things that have just been like sporadically showing up. There's nothing that, there's nothing that's been consistent for me to go, okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. We've been on and off missing stuff. So like I'm trying to remember things that we wanted to talk about, things that we never got to. So it's just the way things go right now. And uh, maybe eventually we'll get back to just having a, a more smoother uh, podcast where things transition. But I covered as many things as I could this week. And uh, I think we did pretty well. My last bit is to go into reviews. If you guys are good. Uh, so I listeners, I went and saw Halloween, uh, kills. It was a lot of fun. It's absolutely worth the ticket. If you wanted to rent it on Peacock, you can rent it on Peacock. And apparently Peacock has some behind the scenes stuff. 
Uh, we had a great time. We went and saw it last night. Uh, Anderson was there with me. He had a blast. We, I mean, for, for Michael Myers to not have ever been on the same level of kill count for Jason Voorhees, he is making a run that is unfucking real. <laughs> uh, I mean, he is, he is definitely pushing to try and beat Voorhees in this, in this series of films. Um, and it's like on superhuman levels uh, of some shit that he's doing. Now, some people have had issue, and one of my one of my friends, Brandon, had issue with part of the ending, and uh, this kind of brought me back to our conversation from last week of should endings change. Now, personally, I don't think the ending should change, and neither did Brandon, even based off of what we said. Uh, it was just something that was a little more irritated to him because it made his kind of perspective of who Michael Myers is a little broken. It brought in a little, like he felt like it brought in too much of what feels like a supernatural element which I don't see it that way personally, but uh, that's what he got out of it. And that's, that's how he felt. So to me, that's not really a great thing to have happen when you're uh, watching a movie that you've, you've kind of based a character in solely in reality. And now you're kind of seeing, trying, trying to see them in almost like a supernatural kind of uh, way. I sent him a, a text afterwards to let him know. I was like, Hey, I just figured out, like I figured out how the ending could be easily fixed. And it actually would just only take editing. To be honest, it might take one reshot of one section and that's it. Uh, but it, it went along with our conversation last week of like things that should sh- that, that should change or could change. And uh, while I don't think it should, it should change, I think it's fine the way it is. I'm really looking forward to the sequel, which is Halloween Ends. Uh, in case listeners, you're, wor- you're wondering, if you, if you go see this, remember, this is part of a trilogy now. When they made Halloween this most recent one uh, before this they did it with the the thought process of if we're going to go if this is going to be the end this is fine as an ending and they didn't know they were going to be making more movies and it wasn't until the reviews and the uh, outcry from fans of just how great the last one was that they were like all right we could actually make a make a trilogy from from these from from this point make two more films and uh, we have a full idea. We can go with this and more people will have fun. And hopefully it will give more, even more closure to the characters. So they went with Halloween or Halloween Kills. And Halloween Kills sets up the sequel, which is Halloween Ends. So remember, this is going to have a sequel. So it's going to be open automatically. Right. There's not going to be really any closure to it. Whereas you had closure in the last one. This is more like the original Halloween where you... You have uh, Loomis look out over the balcony. Michael Myers is gone off from the ground. He's He's gone somewhere. And that's how they left the original Halloween open. Cut back to the most recent Halloween before this. Uh, and it ends with pretty much closure. House is burning down. The uh, ladies get away in a, the back of a truck. And you're hoping that Lori lives. You know, she was stabbed in the stomach. She's losing a lot of blood. This movie takes place right after that, it is immediate. And it, and it does some really, like the, the thing that was really impressive, I do have to say is that this is a little bit of a spoiler, but Loomis is in this. And I, th- I think they did a deep fake. I don't think they did the, uh, the CGI uh, faceover, I think because deep fakes have gotten so good. And if you can get somebody with a similar bone structure and facial features that the deep fakes actually look pretty much fucking spot on. And with a little more uh, CGI assistance, they can look perfect. Um, they kind of proved that with uh, Corridor Crew of finding somebody that has uh, similar enough 
facial features, you can actually make a better looking Luke Skywalker than what we got in The Mandalorian, just using deep Pretty damn convincing, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> this one is so convincing, I could have sworn it was actually filmed originally with Loomis back in the day. All right, listeners, so I just looked it up, and they released an article yesterday that explains how this was actually done. It wasn't done with a deep fake. Actually, it was done all practically. If you believe it or not, it's fucking crazy. Apparently, one of the crew looked kind of similar to the actor who played Loomis, and they did all prosthetic hair, like all prosthetic and uh, makeup effects to practically create recreate the character. Insanely impressive job. Uh, just unreal. So uh, very cool. Have no idea how a makeup artist could do you know, do something like that. Considering we haven't seen things that of that caliber in probably decades, but massively talented. That's that was just awesome. That's how well it's done. And they had flashbacks that showed what happened after, like actually what happened after that moment where when Michael disappeared from the ground. They showed the continuation of what took place at that moment. It's really cool. Uh, so you get more, you get more background as to what took place that night, and. Uh, it correlates with some of the stuff that takes place during this film. And while you're watching it, like I sat there and Brandon's sitting there the whole time doing the whole class thing. Like, what are you doing? Like, why, why is this happening? Why would you do this? That kind of stuff. Like, you know, the typical horror movie things where you sit there, you're like, don't go in there. That kind of shit. Yeah. And it gets to the end and Brandon was a little disappointed <laughs> in, in how things played out. He's like, he's like, come on, man, that's bullshit. I looked at it. I was like, sequel. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, what? I'm like, it's setting up a sequel. I'm like, you knew this going in. I'm like, it's literally, like being set up as a, like, this is going to lead to another movie. And like, you had to go in knowing that. Like if you didn't go in knowing that and didn't treat it that way, then of course you're going to be a little disappointed with the ending. But I sent him a, when I sent him the text on how to fix, essentially fix it to please his ideals of what should take place in the movie. When I was done, it's, you know, personally and listeners i know this is coming from me and it's just my personal idea but uh and one day we will do a spoiler cast where i can tell you what my idea versus the actual film is uh but personally based off of the based off of what i wrote how brandon reacted how bronx reacted to what i said they both said that's a better ending it still sets it up for a sequel still sets it up for it's wide open but it's just a little more mysterious and it's a little more fun and it, and it matches up a little more with some of the conversations that take place in the movie as well. Rather than what we got in the film, which is more straightforward and more just like spot on to the point. Like there's, there's no real mystery to what, to what took place. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I kind of wish they would do a scene where he goes and kills somebody that has Christmas decorations out during Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can go back to the last one. He tried to do that with uh, uh, Lori's daughter, uh, Karen. She has a uh, Christmas sweater on. So <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the other thing listeners, you have to keep in mind is that this how since this Halloween takes place uh, right after that, the next one will do, will more than likely do the same thing. It's not going to be this huge gap of time. Uh, the original plan after they did the or after they decided they were going to make a sequel was this one was supposed to come out last Halloween and the new one was supposed to come out this Halloween. Obviously, they're behind because they had a thing that was going on with COVID. So we should expect the next movie by next Halloween. And it will conclude the stories. It is called Halloween Ends. So you're getting, excuse me, you're getting Halloween. So the, the way, so if you're confused by this, it's it's understandable. The story goes 
Halloween, Halloween, Halloween kills, Halloween ends. That's how the, that's the, the order of the films. So if you're curious where everything lies and you've been sitting there going, how does this, how does this match up with curse of Michael Myers? None of that happened in, in this timeline anymore. All the stuff that happens after Halloween, the original Halloween's and goes through Halloween two, three, four, since three was somehow integrated into it because of the witches, all that stuff. Everything has been put into canon of, yep, that is a story that somebody told because they didn't know the fucking the actual facts. They just came up with some bullshit. So that's the way they treated all the other movies is that that's just a story that somebody came up with. It doesn't actually match up. That's not actually what happened. So what actually happened is what you're seeing now. You know, it went from Halloween. Laurie went through years and years of PTSD and expecting Michael to someday come back. And now he's back and that's where you're at. When I say he is a unstoppable force, I am not joking. If you saw the last one, you knew he was pretty much an unstoppable force. He's ludicrously overpowered. I mean, he can just beat the shit out of anybody, essentially. And just keeps on trucking. Just keeps on moving. And this one, it's almost like tenfold. He just keeps going. There's no stopping him. I was like, this guy is basically turned into Jason Voorhees and will fuck your shit up. Especially the dude, when he came out of the burning, the burning house and he has this fucking like this, there's, this is from the trailer. So I'm not spoiling anything, but when he comes out of the burning house and he's got that fucking, uh, I don't know, pitchfork tool, like firefighter tool or whatever, he just slams it. And like, you guys are fucked. Like he has the, it, it's the, it's the fact that like you can't see any facial features, but just the actions alone and the actor who plays him is doing such a good job. He's got that walk down. He has got the movement, like the, the, just no real expression movement to his bot, to his walk or anything like that. It's just plain, just moving along. Like there's no real swaying of the arms. There's no uh, animated, uh, over animated movement that you would find from like a regular person walking around. He has got that down pat. It's like watching a monster move. Like this guy is not human. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> and he just comes out and he fucking looks at those firefighters and the fire. The, the funny thing is like, I thought it was going to be one of those things where like the firefighter is going to try, try to go up and, and like help him, but they see his ass and they go, Nope, this is not right. And they start getting ready. They're like, oh shit, like one guy like cranks up the fucking saw. I was like, I was like, oh, you guys are well aware that this guy's <laughs> about to rock your shit. I got it. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun though. It was great. Uh, really enjoyable. It brought back some old characters. It genuinely had some of the uh, the old cast. They had the uh, the nurse from the original Halloween, uh, the one that sits next to the, uh, or is in the car while Loomis gets out and Michael Myers slams the glass. They have a lot of callbacks to a lot of shit. Huh. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I had I had a really good time watching it. There were times where I laughed. There were times where, uh, you know, I was chuckling around and making jokes and stuff like that. It was a great horror. It was a great horror movie. I enjoyed it. It's a good slasher. With that said, I'm really looking forward to Scream Five. I know a lot of people are. I am stoked as hell for Scream <laughs> Five. I like. I know it's just another sequel, but I love that series. And four really rekindled the amount of love that I have for that. And I couldn't believe it's been, you know, it's been 10 years since the last movie. I was like, holy shit, it's been that long. Like, that's fucking crazy. I thought it, it there's no way it came out that long ago. 10 years ago? What, Scream 4? Four? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. Like, I couldn't believe that. I was like, what the fuck? And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Scream, Scream 5 looks like it's going to be a blast. And I got to tell you, if I were that killer, 
The only thing I would have done was called Sydney Prescott and said, look, this is how things are going to go. I stay out of your business. You stay out of mine. You stay far away from this because I don't want anything to do with you. And if she asked why, all my response would be because you don't fuck with the reigning champ. (laughs) She's literally killed everybody that's come across her or (laughs) that's tried to do that shit. So I'd just be like, nah, I'm not going to not going to involve you. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to stay away from you as far as possible. We're fine. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that looks like a, a lot of fun. Um, in the meantime, listeners, I tried to watch a little more, uh, Baki and, uh, not the Baki Hama, the, the, the sequel. I tried to watch the original just to see if it was anything like the ridiculous shit that miles and I came across in Baki Hama. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> that show is terrible. It was written like I, it's not even written by a middle schooler. It comes across like it's written by a six-year-old. And every single thing about it is just, it's shit story, terrible fucking events. And all it is is just designed around trying to create whatever the scenario is for the next fight. Yeah, but the, that's, you you don't go to this series with logic. The, the fights, fights are, are terrible. Okay. The fights are awful. I'm sorry. I know you were going to go with the fights were cool. In the in the manga, maybe I've seen I've seen pages. They look really neat in the manga. I was the anime say, is awful. It, are you talking about the original or the one on Netflix? Baki, not the uh, not Baki the Grappler. That's the very original from way back in the day. I'm talking about the one on Netflix that's Baki. So oh no, have, that one was fucking terrible. I yeah. thought you were talking about like the original original. Like no, uh, not the gra- not Baki the Grappler because uh, those fights were cool. I guess I, I don't know. I, I remember liking the, them when the it came story. Out. The storytelling is so fucking terrible no, all was, i can think of is like if this if this is anything like the original i don't want to watch the original. yeah it was the, um, the story like i said you don't go to that series for story yeah so you had you had the original which was made back i believe in the 80s nope way fucking off they were made back in 2001 and then you have the new ones which are made in uh from netflix and the new ones are are baki and baki hanma uh baki hanma is the newest one that just dropped uh or not too long ago. And that's the one with the fucking elephant as the opener, which is re goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but this one is just as bad. It's just as fucking stupid. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, fucking I, I watching it. I could not get past one, the art style, the art style. It drives me crazy because like miles brought up last, last week when he was talking about the fact like they're so symmetrical, it's not just that it's unnerving. It's, it's not just that they're symmetrical because symmetrical faces are considered beautiful. It's the fact that they're symmetrical and they're distorted. They're so disproportionate from an actual, how an actual human being looks that it's, that's what creates that unnervingness is because you have these blown out fucking cheeks, tiny little nose, you know, pursed lips, big fucking eyes that are kind of, you know, stretched across their face. And you see that and you're like, Point okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's just it's so like that's what creates that unnerviness of the like when you're seeing it symmetrically like that like so symmetrical like that like god that is just fucking weird listeners it's like if you took a mirror and if you placed it in the middle of your face and you're looking at it like you're looking at another image and and you or you're looking at another mirror and you you slant the other mirror so it kind of makes the reflection of your face so it gives it that perfect like symmetry right but you start to move the mirror slightly over from your nose just enough to make it where your nose gets tiny. It's funny looking, right? But imagine every character is drawn like that. Holy shit, these are terrible. It's, it's fucking awful looking. And it makes you go, God damn, like, what is up with the art style? On top of that, you have this over-exaggeration of muscle to go along with it. 
And while the muscles are correct in placement and what they would be, they're so large that it's that that creates another point of un, like unnervingness to it. It's like, man, this is just yeah. fucking weird. It's very unappealing to look at. Yeah. So while while the anime like while the characters themselves are unappealing to look at, on top of that, you have kind of lazy animation with a lot of it. You have animation that doesn't make any sense. And then you have a story that's so convoluted and in just shit. It feels like it was it's being told to you by a child. Yeah. It's worse than Axe Cop. Yeah, Axe Cop's at least fun. <laughs> yeah, and Axe Cop was at least fun. And you knew it was made by a child. This one you know it's not made by a child. It's made by the guy who's the original creator. And the point is is he even says he doesn't care like he's even said himself he doesn't care about story. The only thing he cares about is making fight scenes in his manga. So he creates these terrible fucking storylines to try and match things up and they don't make any sense. They're awful. Sorry listeners, I couldn't get past maybe four episodes of the of Baki and I couldn't get past the first episode of Baki Hanma. So it was just, it's all bad. My opinion. I don't know. I don't know how anybody ever got that made. It's terrible. Um, you could have had somebody like, I, I don't understand how, how anybody made this when you could have had somebody else write the care, like write the story for him. And he could have still made the cool fight scenes. Like he could have still made his own art style for it and had better, better, at least a better story. Cause you can put up with one or the other. And the reason why I say you can put up with one or the other is because I've been watching uh, Kinjin uh, Ashura, and uh, that is basically Baki only without the terrible fucking art style. And the reason why I say it's basically that is because it's not a very good story. It's not very well planned out. It's not very well like laid out overall as a world. It takes a while for it to actually have any kind of sense made to it. Eventually, the story does make sense. It's not very good still, but it does make sense. and at least the animation is like the animation is appealing. Now I'm not a big fan of the CGI kind of style that they use. They use kind of a weird combination of like certain things are CGI. Other things are, are hand drawn. And a lot of people kept saying, Oh, like all of it's CGI. It's terrible. No, there are definitely scenes where it absolutely was hand drawn. You can tell there's a big disconnect of like when you see the CGI, because the CGI move has a specific movement to it that does not match. And we've talked about this with other things that have done this. It does not match the animation, does not match any kind of animation because they can't get it to consistently match the uh, inconsistency of frames for animation. And the only way they do that with with CGI is by removing frames. And all they do is just lower the frame, you know, lower the frame rate. And it just looks kind of janky. Whereas animation, there are certain things in certain cuts that they can go, okay, well, yeah, I can get around this and this is fine. Uh, While that's a weird cut, I can accept it because the rest of the movement is okay. Uh, but, uh, Kinjin is, is actually kind of fun. Like it's got these cool battles. It's got these cool fights. Uh, the characters abilities are all really neat. There's all these side story nonsense that I don't give a shit about. And I usually pass, like I usually literally fast forward through most of them because the only character I care about is the two main characters. The, the rest of the characters, I don't really give a shit about unless it's the main villain. In which case the main villain is, uh, it's like, it's hard to say, it's hard to, to bring this up without it. Like this is listeners. This is going to, I'm going to tell you there for this right now. This is going to sound homophobic as fuck. <laughs> and the only reason is, is because the show is very homoerotic innuendo for a lot of stuff. And some stuff, it just doesn't, it just drops the innuendo out the fucking window. 
there's a lot of really weird interactions with some of the guys in this. And you're like, man, what the fuck is going on? Like, are they about to make out and fuck? I don't get it. Uh, and they're like the main, the main villain for it so far, the main protagonist or uh, the main antagonist and main protagonist. Like when they have their interactions that that antagonist wants to fuck that guy so bad. I'm not even kidding when the fact like he sits there and he, he actually has a, a plush pillow of the, of the protagonist that he hugs while he sleeps naked and dreams of being with him he's like <laughs> like seriously says like i can't wait for you to to fight me and love me i'm like what the fuck is going on it is so unnerving in some of those cases it's funny it makes me laugh because it's it, like it's just one of those things where, like japan doesn't give a fuck and i'm and i totally respect the shit out of that it's one of those things where i just i have to laugh it off because it's so obvious wow <laughs> this guy was setting up some hentai on the side i have no doubt I have no doubt that there that there is an entire series that probably is often you know often to the to, to the side of of just these fighters are fucking, but it's got you know it's got some humor to it. It's got uh, the the one of the main uh, characters who's this old guy that uh, he's a businessman. Uh, he uh he his whole involvement in this is he's kind of like the what the fuck is going on like what's happening. But his he everything surprises him everything and I'm like at this point you should have no surprise like anything that takes place you should just accept because this is the world you're now in yeah <laughs> I don't understand why why any of this shocks you eventually everything will quit surprising you right the main protagonist I don't know how to say his regular name because I kind I kept calling him uh, oh my taquitos <laughs> <laughs> his name is like uh, his name is like uh, Oma taquita or whatever like that. And every time I heard his name, I was like, oh, my taquitos. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, all my taquitos. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, like, when they first said his name, like, did they just call him taquitos? <laughs> and I'm almost positive that there's a character in it that calls him taquitos. Uh, and it's never gets, it never gets brought up. I'm like, oh, man, what a missed opportunity that would have been. Because uh, it's an American. I believe it says it and it may, it just made me laugh. <laughs> oh, that's a total wasted opportunity. Right. There's not a whole lot to the, to the plot. It's very pretty much straightforward. The whole, the whole plot line is really designed around trying to set up a tournament, which is about the fights and stuff like that. And the characters and the absurdity of some of the, like when it goes into talking about the different moves and different, you know, martial arts styles, it's a lot like Baki in that way. And that's what I was bringing up. That's why I was bringing up is it's, it's, does much of the things that Baki wants to do, but it does it better, in my opinion. It's far more entertaining. It does it better with how it introduced, you know, different uh, martial arts styles, how it introduced like different moves and how these characters kind of put them together. There's one guy that literally sits there and uses, uh, is it a Kempo, where uh, they take uh, the movements of animals and uh, put it into uh, action. Like you have uh, the the tiger, the eagle. Um, I. I can't remember I can't if remember it's that one. I can't remember if it's if it's Kimpo or something else. But uh he he his <laughs> he's this American who saw these art styles and tried to learn them all and he did learn them all and then he realized that uh his art style was imitating the wrong thing because the most powerful things are the most powerful beings on earth were humans and what they could create and the most powerful you know their most powerful weapons were weapons themselves. So he he imitates his art style off, or his his martial art style off of bullets and missiles and shit like that. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> so he crouches down super hard and then 
launches himself towards somebody at like the speed of a bullet so that they can't dodge him and he just fucking bowls over everyone. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. I was like, that's fucking retarded. I love it. It is insane. The whole thing. But like I said, it's like Baki only it's done better. And I, because of that, I can't figure out why anybody likes Baki. This is better. This is a better version of that. To be fair, when I first started watching, I thought it was from the same fucking guy. I was like, is this the same writer? Cause this is cre- This is fucking ridiculous. But eventually, like when you, if you watch, if you, it takes a while, listeners, it's something you you really do have to go. Okay. I actually want to see what's going on. Like what this is leading up to. You kind of have to bear with it for the first three or four episodes before things start going. Okay. I know what they're doing. I know why they're doing this and what this is leading up to. You're getting genuinely what you would expect from street fighter, the movie. If it were done in a, if it were done in an animated style again, and you're like, all right, well, this is kind of entertaining oddly and it's fucking batshit, but it's so fucking funny to see, especially, especially the, the amount of like, the amount of, the amount of like homoerotic inter, like, I don't know, innuendo, if they want to call it innuendo, yeah. <laughs> that's not innuendo. <laughs> They're do- oh man, there's this one time where this, like, you could tell it's a girl right away, but she comes up and picks a fight. And the only reason she's picking a fight is so she can wrap her legs around the guy and tell him she, tell him she wants to marry him. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, it's so fucking crazy. But it was fun. And I've gotten through the first season. It's entertaining. It's definitely worth I would say it's definitely worth the watch, especially if you like, I would like to go through the first season again with Miles and, you know, maybe try and get Anderson if we can get on there. Like maybe even Josiah, somebody. Just because it's so batshit, the amount of comments that would come out of our mouths would be hysterical. I'd recommend it. It's fun. I looked it up while we were talking, and uh, I think I remember the reason I liked Baki the Grappler. It came out in 2001. Okay, I was yeah. 12. That's fair. <laughs> Baki is very much told like from a child. Yeah. Like it, and it seems very much like it's told like by a kid. I didn't watch most of the uh, the newest one on Netflix. I think I got like three episodes in before I canceled, so I couldn't really speak to that. That's fair. Uh, but I do remember watching it and I was like, okay, this is clearly is not for story. This is you show up <laughs> for the fights and that's it. Right. Uh, did we want to give a Tinsura update since we're getting pretty close to the end of the season? I mean, they had, there was a serious drop in quality that last that last episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I told you, I told you when she when she spun that she sat down and got into her stance and then holy spun shit. that fucking that fucking staff of hers and it like it was basically that that entire move took up maybe two frames i was like what the fuck <laughs> okay did we did, like i thought i missed something i had to go back <laughs> so all i'm going to say about this is the drop in quality tells me that the actual fight with the big bad guy yeah. is going to be fucking awesome. God, I hope so. Because this <laughs> drop, this show has never really had huge drops in quality. Like, no, it's actually been pretty, pretty consistent. For the most part, you'll get like an episode right before the finale where it's yeah. like, okay, the epi- like the, the quality drops a little bit so they can pay for a cooler fight scene. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But after four episodes of exposition and then one episode where it's actually getting into the shit and it's terrible, still not well animated. (laughs) We're we're both going this last fucking episode better be fucking amazing (laughs) because this is really off. They actually got into a fight, which should have been really cool. Yeah. 
and they they fix like they they get the fight done within 15 minutes yeah and then the one-on-one that they start at the end is also pretty <laughs> much over within five minutes right and it was terribly in like, i was watching this and I, I was messaging at the time yeah. i was like i feel like i could have animated this better right on, like some bar napkins <laughs> oh my god it, like, it was fucking, so uh, just take like a fucking sticky note flip book like yeah this, this, this would have been better <laughs> than what we saw and the show has been consistent since the first like five episodes of the first yeah. season it's had a very consistent level of animation and then just this massive drop so i'm hoping What's going to happen is they're going to do like a big three episode long fight with the big bad guy. Unlike what they did with uh, Demon Lord, where they wrapped up what could have been a really cool fight. So we can finally talk about that. Yeah, they finally finished up the season of Demon Lord or how not to summon a Demon Lord. And uh, it well, it was a it was an enjoyable season. It was funny. It had some good humor in it. Had some cool moments. They had this lead up to what was supposed to be, what was supposed to equate to the big boss fight you kind of got with the, uh, the first season with, uh, what's her name? Uh, the little, uh, demon Lord girl that turned into a big demon Lord. And he had that huge fight with, and the one and that he then, bought her allegiance then, with cookies. Yeah. Bought her allegiance with cookies. Uh, like that, that was, that was a lot of lead up and a lot of fun. And it ended really well and had had a good had a cool battle, had cool fight scenes. This one was kind of leading up to something similar of a big of a big battle, and it gets wrapped up super quickly in one episode. And uh it's not very it's not a very satisfying fight to begin with. I mean, it's really part of it solved with solving the issue with the the uh followers of the religion in that area, which made sense. Yeah. But because of that, it's instantly, it's instantly fixed. Like because of that, that one moment, the boss fight is just over with almost instantaneously. And it felt kind of cheap. I felt like we got a better, we got a better boss fight out of the guy that they met down in the uh, dungeon, uh, that was, uh, enslaved, like enslaving people. And, uh, you know, making people perform like sexual acts and all that stuff. I can't remember uh, what his name was. Yeah. I don't remember but his name. You either. remember that? Like that, that fight was far more like, even though it was saw that was settled in an episode, it was far more epic than what we got out of this. Yeah. And I, I get the whole thing was, you know, before he came into this world, he was a solo player. So he never did like raid bosses or anything. So this was yeah. the, we're going to teach the main character about teamwork episode. Yeah. But it also just made the fight really unsatisfying because he learned how to work with, you know, his teammates. Sure. Yeah. But it's also like they were, especially given that the season's episode count was short. Yeah. Cause they, they were doing 12 episode seasons and I think this was episode like 10. Yeah. So it feels like they cut two episodes off and they just shortened the fight for no reason. Yeah. Cause it looked to me like they were going to gear up to a big finale and then they're just like, Oh, it, it's the end. Right. And then he makes that weird statement and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it's not much. He just makes that weird statement at the end of, Oh, I don't, I don't work well with others. I'm like, you've been doing that the entire time for two seasons now, dude. Yeah. Like you work better with others than you think, even though you're completely socially fucking awkward. Um, so yeah, it was a little, little disappointing. The fact that it was a shorter season made me wonder what was going on studio wise. If it was COVID or anything like that, that interfered with production uh, wise. But I, at first I thought like maybe there was another episode coming and I looked it up. Nope. It's only 10 episodes this season. It was kind of like, all right, well that was oddly short and un- unsatisfactory. So 
the hope. season itself was still good, but it was yeah. just like it, it, the ending kind of fell flat. I was, yeah, that's what I mean. Is like the, the ending was just kind of like that was oddly short. Like, yeah, I felt like that just got kind of kind of cut off from what it could have been. Um, I'm still looking forward to I'm still hoping they're going to come out with another season of uh, Demon Lord or uh, Demon Lord Retry, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't watched that one, Josiah, that's a good one. Yeah, I need to um, start that one up. So. Still hoping for that one. Uh, Miles, did you ever get caught up with uh, How Not to Summer and a Demon Lord? No, nah, I think I'm behind like two episodes, okay. three episodes at this point. Gotcha. Um, I doubt it's that far. I think you're probably maybe maybe two episodes behind. Yeah. It, there hasn't because they, they had like a week where they didn't have any episodes show up and then they had one episode and then another week where nothing and then another episode. Finally, they kind of spread it out of the last two episodes for no reason. Uh, one thing that I forgot to bring up, Miles, uh, was that you and I watched the seventh day. That movie is dog shit. Yeah, yeah, no bueno. Had some decent production values in it, at least, but uh, that story sucked and was not very good. Just wasn't a very yeah. good, very good movie. I know it's not, but it, is it a sequel to the sixth day? No. Damn it. <laughs> I loved that movie. No, I would have preferred that. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> I did sit down and watch the entirety of uh Till Death. Um that Megan Fox uh movie yep. was on there. It was it was actually good. It, you know nice to see her in something that did decent. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like I, I watched it intermittently. <laughs> yeah. I was doing stuff. And most of the time when I, when I actually caught what was going on in it, it was during like kind of lulls in the story. Did you see what I meant? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I actually had to rewind twice because I got slightly, you know, distracted and just didn't pay attention. I was like, all right, I got to (laughs) rewind. Yeah. There were, there were lulls in the story where I just kind of got distracted and didn't really pay attention much of the story. So in the end I was like, yeah, it was all right. You know, I didn't really pay, pay too much attention to the overall story or what was going on. Um, it's it's not exactly a truly unique story, but I mean, what is no, most of the time uh, anymore? It, it takes a lot of cues, uh, especially from like uh, there's a Stephen King story that's that does pretty much what it starts out with. So, um, right. yeah, but I mean, it it was it was fun. It was good to watch. So yeah, we've been watching uh, New Legends of Monkey. It's been fun. Yeah. We got through the first season of that. That was actually entertaining. Yeah, it kind of reminds me akin to uh, the uh, the old Hercules TV show. I was show just about to Xena. say the same thing. I was like, it's like watching but, Hercules and Xena. <laughs> but, you know, obviously with a better age to it, because trying yeah. to rewatch those now is... Ugh, it's tough. Fucking yeah, it's rough. painful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, this obviously has a little bit more, uh, you know, graphical production value, I guess. Like, it's still not hyper realistic or anything yeah if if you go into this listeners go in expecting to see what looks like a web series yeah um and that's kind of what they did they they had made a show on a massively low budget and they the based off of what i read the, the a lot of the creators looked to the the ways that web series got away with doing some cool effects while not overgoing not not overdoing their budget and stuff like that that's kind of how they how they based a lot of their things on. Um, there's not super great choreography with the fights, but it's fun. It's you know, like I said, like I said, it's akin to you know Kevin Sorbo's Hercules and Xena, you know, with Lucy Lawless and that kind of stuff. It's just slightly better. 
<laughs> than those, yeah. and and it's watchable. So for its time, yeah, um, yeah, it's but it's fun. Although I I was uh, I was uh, getting to the point where I was like, all right. If all these fuckers get captured again, I might have to stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get caught like every fucking episode, and that gets annoying <laughs> very quickly. Uh, yeah, because you're just rinsing and, rinsing repeating, and repeating the same the setting, same and I'm like, ah, there's no progress. Uh, that that's, and I have an issue with that with really any show. Yeah, when it when it sits there and just starts repeating on itself, that's why I couldn't watch anything CW after like season two or three of smallville <laughs> yeah no i get it uh, like, i was able to, um, like, i'm done <laughs> i've we've, we've had that conversation like smallville was kind of the last straw that i had for yeah. for a lot of even, shows and before i start catching even on to supernatural pushed my limits occasionally yeah they're like yeah. come on <laughs> yeah uh where the things same thing keeps happening over and over again it's like the the character that never fucking learns and I mean, that's where, you know, that's kind of where I drew the line on, on the flash. Like I could got, I got through the first four seasons and the last season of flash was a struggle and a half. And that was the last straw. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't continue on the same fucking road that I was on with Smallville with a character that can't fucking learn. It's ridiculous. It's fucking insane. I, at that point, listeners, I had already stopped watching arrow for the same reasons. (laughs) It was just the same shit over and over again. And there's only so much that you can take. So again, if, if I, I will say the same thing goes for monkey, if uh legends of monkey ends up doing that. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously stop watching it, but hopefully yeah. it won't. Hopefully it will learn from the mistakes of other shows and, and shows in the past. But And we got the, uh, the trailer for the next psych movie. Yeah, uh, and that'll be out this uh, following month. Yep, uh, and uh, I might have to make a special trip out to Colorado to watch that. <laughs> and yeah, that's how. That. And that's how I learned they had done a second movie. I had no <laughs> clue. What? Yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, but there it, was a stint so. <laughs> there where where Josiah yeah had to sit out uh, the podcast, so it could have been during that time. Yeah, it's a shame he doesn't listen to us. it's it's almost like if he weren't if if he's not here he should possibly listen to us just so he knows what we talked about it's weird it's almost like you'd learn from that and wouldn't have to you know be the guest that comes on and uh repeats things before which we've had with another member of our podcast uh uh, oh i didn't know you guys talked about that well maybe you would if you watched the fucking podcast or listened to the fucking podcast i don't know weird it's almost like I'm speaking logic and it's just not getting through. Right. It is one of my bad habits. Sorry. Right. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, not going to bag on you except for right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, they're coming out with a third one. The second one's actually really fun. It's really good. It's the last he comes home. Is that one on uh, Amazon or? Uh, no, it's Peacock. Oh, unfortunately. See, that's probably why I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Uh, I think they have it available to buy now. Finally, did they do that? Miles? Uh, I don't know. Because they did that with the first movie. So the third one is coming out next month. It is uh, wh- what's it called? Uh, this is Gus. This is Gus. Yeah. Yeah. So. It looks like it looks like it's going to be a fun premise. It's delving into uh, his uh, his girlfriend's uh, history. Yeah. It, it already looks like it has all the, the charm of the typical psych. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited. 
Yeah. Interesting that and, they called it This Is Gus because usually he's introduced as somebody completely different, like MC Clap Your Hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the uh, the trailer starts out with him being introduced as a, a bird in a hand and a bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, and it looks like uh, Timothy Osmondson is returning even more to form in this one. Oh, great. So That's good to hear. Fucking awesome for that. Baldur's Gate just released patch six. Okay. And uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up is they added a new player class, which is Sorcerer. So now I believe we're only missing two classes. And they said they're working their way backwards. Yeah. Uh, from least complicated to most. So the only ones I think we're missing are Monk and Paladin. So are they working mostly on characters and are they done with the story? I don't know if they're done with the story. And this is something I was actually going to get into. They said that we're supposed to be getting a full release of the game in 2022. Okay. And they only let you play in act one right now. By the way, this is yeah, still... Yeah, they said there's three acts. Yes. They've said that we're supposed to be getting it in 2022. I'm thinking it's going to be late 2022 for full. I would full imagine, release. Yeah. And uh, even at this point, I would still say this is worth the $60 for early access. Agreed. Um, but there, uh, I thought that even for the first act. So. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, this has been worth the full price since day one, yeah. which I bought it. Really curious. How they're gonna, <laughs> I'm really curious how they're going to introduce or how they're going to do the uh, controller controls on consoles yeah but uh i mean given what they've been able to accomplish on pc i don't think they'll i don't think they'll have any problems with it i mean uh i'm sure they'll be able to to figure it out yeah i i have full confidence in the whatever team is working on this is doing a fantastic yeah. job I mean, they're able to to put tactics or, or tactical games or uh, tactics kind of games on a uh, console right now uh, i would imagine they're able to they'll be able to do the same thing for this uh, even though it's a little more fast, it's it's a little faster paced than other tactical games that I that I've seen. It's not much different in how the mechanics work. Yeah. So I would imagine that they're probably not going to have much issue translating it over. Yeah, and because uh, it's based on uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5.0 yeah. rules, which translate very well into a video game. Because like the the last one that I played on tabletop was 3.5. Yeah. And that doesn't really translate well. Okay. I mean, you played uh, Knights of the Old Republic. That was based on uh, yep. 3.5 rules. Yep. It's kind of clunky. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game, but it's very rough. Um, Which the, there's currently a, they've, they've been doing, sorry, they've been doing, since you brought up Kotor, they've been doing uh, uh, polls to find out if people want, want that updated or if they want to keep the original. And a lot of people are saying that they want it updated. Like they want an updated version either of that or an updated ver an updated combat system to be more like what we are currently used to. Yeah. And I would be okay with that yeah. as long as you don't fuck with the story. Yeah. Which, uh, given who's writing it, I don't I, know if that's going to be okay. going to be a thing. So I'm we very, shall see very cautiously optimistic that it won't suck. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the thing that they added with, uh, Update six was the sorcerer and they only give you two subclasses. They give you a uh, draconic bloodline, which I didn't play because the other one that they added was uh, wild magic. Okay. Which uh, every time you cast a spell and it's out of one of your actual <laughs> spell slots, <laughs> not, not your cantrips. Yeah. It's uh, 
you have a chance of randomly having a wild magic surge, which is completely random. Like when uh, when you're playing tabletop, they give you a big table and you have to roll percentile dice to see what happens. Yeah. And I've only had it happen two or three times because when you set your cantrips up, you can get some really good ones. And those are your go to like you can cast every turn. Yeah. And a, a lot of them do a lot of damage, but sometimes you need to use a big spell and, you know, you run the risk. It's completely chaotic, random bullshit. I've had it happen three times. One time it cast blur on my party, <laughs> which uh, makes you harder to hit. Uh, second time it summoned a demon that was uh, aggressive to everyone who it was near, <laughs> which almost killed my party, but it killed the boss that I was fighting first. So. <laughs> and then uh, the third time, I think it just healed everyone on the, uh, on the battlefield. So I basically okay. had to start the fight over. Like yeah, it like- didn't, it didn't revive anybody. But anybody that was still in the fight was brought back to full health. Yeah. Okay. So it's like when it's, you use the staff of uh, Chogoroth and uh, fucking Elder Scrolls. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, my God. What did I do? What the fuck <laughs> happened? That's basically it. Yeah. Um, and then mm. on just regular gameplay, they've updated a lot of the cutscenes So they look so much better okay. instead of being like, uh, you know, the one in the very beginning where it shows the, uh, the dragon fly up to the ship. Yeah. Like at the very beginning where it looks like real storyboard. Yeah. They actually move now. Oh, okay. Um, your character doesn't clip as through as many things in cutscenes. They still haven't fixed the, uh, the tieflings tails. Okay. Like it, uh, occasionally you'll be walking through and the tail will clip into something and it just kind of spaz out behind your body. Yeah. Um, they uh, they've also changed it. So when you're in a fight, your character, if you get really beat up, your character comes out of the fight and cutscenes with like bruises and shit all over their yeah. face until you heal again. It's just a lot of real little detail things that I didn't even realize were missing. But gotcha. now that they're here, I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. <laughs> so I, I can uh, bring back more info next time they add a new player class and see what they add but yeah after the most recent update i was like i might wait until they finally like finally finish the game just so i can experience the whole thing uh as like as uh the first character like the main character i want to play as but yeah i mean they this is probably one of the best communicate like sets of communication i've seen from a developer on just here's what our patch is. This is what it's going to do. Here's how you keep your character literally laying out what can happen. If you have problems with it, here's stuff you can, here's stuff you can do to solve those. Rarely do you see a developer going, okay, well, this is what we're doing. And this is exactly how a early access game should be. Of You should be having this kind of communication with your audience, not just, Oh, uh, you know, here's what we're here. Here, here's here's the game, and then fucking nothing. Like that's the uh, you know, as much as Anthem wanted to pretend that it was a it was a fucking full release, that was an early access game. Yeah, and those developers really did need to communicate with the audience. Like, here's what's coming. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we'll we'll do next. And they started to get into that, and then they started making ludicrous promises of like, oh, this whole thing that's going to change this whole like when they talk, started talking about the cataclysm. Yeah. And then the cataclysm, cataclysm came out and everybody went, oh, there's no way this game's ever going to turn into what they say it is. They're fucking full of shit. Yeah. It's never going to happen. And then they dropped it. They they just stopped supporting it and were like, yeah, we're not going to do anything with it because we can't get it. We, they, they, it was one of those things where they partially blamed the community of, oh, well, we can't get the community to to play the game, so we're not going to make the game anymore. You couldn't get the community to play the game because you made a shitty game. 
Let's be honest. And then made no, you kept you downsizing your fucking team that was supposed to f- fix it. Yeah. Know? Like, what the fuck did you expect to happen? Let's move them over to other. Well, we're not abandoning it. We're not abandoning it. We're not abandoning. Here's a team of fifteen people. Yeah, we're abandoning <laughs> it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's that's one thing I'll give the developers credit for is Larian Studios is handling this amazingly because yeah. they're very active on their own forums. They're all over Reddit. They're all over Twitter answering questions, telling people like, you know, I, I was in a thread the other day reading somebody had a very specific problem mm-hmm. and it was only affecting them. And they had like two or three of the developers in the thread trying to walk them through fixes and everything. Yeah. And they they always have instructions like so when they put new patches out, it invalidates your old saves yeah which is why i always tell you when a new patch comes out i just roll a new character yeah uh they they've now started posting instructions on how to keep your save yeah and update it in between the the new patches like i had a druid from the the last patch that i could have saved yeah i i mean i didn't because it well the druids are fun they're not really my my cup of tea yeah so I, I'm just impressed with how they're handling this and they're, they're keeping everybody gotcha. very in the loop of, oh, yeah, sorry, this has been slow. We promised this a while ago. Yeah. You know, we run into such and such issue. We'll have it next patch. All right. I still don't believe that they'll be done with the full release next year. <laughs> By next year. I'm, yeah. Well, it's hard to it's hard to believe that since we haven't seen anything other than Act One. Yeah, I'm. I'm on board still. Yeah, like I still stand by my purchase. I still tell people that are thinking about it. Definitely buy this game. Uh, my, one of my friends was having the server issues yeah. with uh, D2 and I told him just get Baldur's Gate 3 instead. Yeah, Even if it was just act one right now and they'd be working on the other ones as they come out. Uh, act one like and even if act one and act or act two is like a separate one and I don't want to give new ideas, but uh, act one is long. Yeah, so. Just to, to put that out there, Act, Act One alone is is a pretty decent sized game. My first run through of Act- actually do it as an episodic. Yeah, yeah. My first run through of Act That's One. That's why I didn't want to put out the ideas. Twenty hours. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's pretty beefy, and they've like I said, they've added even more stuff to do. Even so. if they did do if they did do the episodic, as Miles Miles mentioned, uh, I only ask that you finish the story that you started. Don't yeah. don't turn into Valve. <laughs> don't be afraid of act three yes please please actually count to three yeah it's not inherently a bad thing it's just handled poorly a lot of the times yeah <laughs> i will say i'm looking forward to when more content comes out because it's got four player co-op so this is a game that i'd actually like to see you know a couple more people in the group grab so we could uh <laughs> we could play through you it play through it yeah, playing, I think... Uh, How does the four-player co-op work with uh, a party? I'm not positive, because I've never tried it. Because you run into characters, and that's what kind of makes up your group. Yeah, so instead of just having uh, one player character and then the like three uh, side characters that you pick up, yeah. I think it's just four main characters. Interesting. Okay. But I think that would be fun to play with, uh, with you guys seeing as, like, any game we play automatically goes off the rails anyways. Yeah. And Dungeons and Dragons is built for that in mind. Yeah. I think we could have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, fucking Vargo and I joke all the time. Like, heaven forbid, just I ever really wanted to look at fucking 
DMing a game. Yeah, like, we he would hate would us so the much. Worst fucking players, <laughs> I think, in the world. Like we we would incur the DM god wrath every fucking time. Uh, you guys say that, but you didn't meet the people that I last DM'd a game for. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote a campaign for two years and they played through the entire thing until the last session. And that's when they decided to fuck off. I had mm. teed up like the biggest final boss fight ever. And then they get like up to where you're supposed to fight him. And then they just leave two of my <laughs> two of them killed themselves. I think we're good here. We can leave. Yeah. Well, two of the characters killed themselves. They're it's just right. like, oh, yeah. we're, we're at the castle. Dude, have, you seen, have you watched the, Have you been watching the Viva Dirt, La Dirt League? Yeah. Did you see the one where he jumped off the fucking ship? Yeah. <laughs> like that. I laughed. I was like, I was like, he just, uh, I was like, I can't believe he just did that. And Miles goes, yeah. I was like, we would totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would end up being totally us. Like we would just fucking do it just to see if we could. Yeah. Um, Man voluntarily overboard. Yeah. You're approached by a child. Fight it. Like, we would do the, the worst shit ever. Like, what? Yeah. I was I was floating one to Vargo the other day. I was like, you made it a D&D game, and you, you just played as the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're now the raid bosses. Evil campaigns are only fun for so long. They, yeah. they always start fun, but then uh, through your sixth, group of adventurers that comes yeah. to kill you you're just like yeah i'm over this this is just oh no no what it is now. we'd still go on the group we'd still go on the regular adventures and killing the bad guys but we'd kill everything else as we went yeah. <laughs> no i mean we're, the, we're the good guys doesn't matter the reason i was so mad when we got to the end of the campaign was i wrote out a, a magic system from scratch yeah to fit in the rules and no one played uh, a caster. I was told beforehand. I asked everyone. They were all bards. I was like, hey, if I write out this magic tinkers. system, is somebody going to play a caster? And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, because one of my buddies always plays like a sorcerer or something. I was like, yeah. all right, cool. So I'll actually put the effort into it. He didn't play it. Um, I wrote out all this like cool backstory for all these areas. They never went to them. <laughs> they're just like oh i could this this seems like something you put a lot of work into fuck that we're gonna stay in this town and be farmers <laughs> <laughs> and i sat there and i was like okay you can greg you can technically do that just don't. maybe that's what started your fascination with npcs is when your friend when your friends who were playing turned into npcs and you're like god damn it it's like yeah, <laughs> don't mind me as i light my notebook on fire and then figure out how to make farming interesting if if any of you guys are listening to this fuck you <laughs> <laughs> all right listeners that's all the time we have for uh this week thank you for listening to us we really do appreciate please go please go on facebook like us on facebook or just get rid of your social media it's probably going to be healthier for you we don't really use social media so please tell your friends about us it's the only way we get around this is vargo this is josiah and miles keep on geeking on and we're out same boat fishing in the same hole one where same time goes we're all in the same boat we could all believe what we believe peacefully agree to disagree but you can't judge a man till you walk a country
Same broke hearts Wishing on the same stars 